welcome back to the stupidest podcast. This is your host Justin Vandy Venter, and with me is that baby face son of a bitch. You know who I'm talking about? That other host of this podcast. I can say baby face because my beard is longer than his for once. I'll take it. I'm Justin Rodemacher. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Not much. Just got done. Uh... Playing a little disc golf earlier today, so that was kind of nice. I had uh, the very first time playing the the home course for the year. So, nice. Do you guys still got snow up there? Yes, we do have snow. Um, it's not as much as we had all winter, um, but we can finally see grass. Um, there's st- still definitely a decent amount of snow, um, and there's a, a lot of uh, water that we have to deal with in the yard just because of how much has melted and how much snow we actually had. But uh, we actually played most of the round. We had to skip holes because of either downed trees or um, too much snow. We had to definitely change some tee pads because of snow. But, um, yeah, otherwise it was a, a really fun time, and Josh and I tied, so it was it was good. Nice. Yeah, otherwise just been working, doing comedy. Um Wednesdays and Thursdays here in Superior and Duluth. Um, yeah, not a whole lot of uh, changes right now, but I do potentially see some changes uh, in the in the near future. So we'll we'll see where where those take me. But what do you mean changes? Um, I don't know yet, so I don't want to get into details. I know we briefly mentioned it in the episode that we're about to 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 have for you guys. We're actually just doing the intro separate from the. Yeah. Well, tell me this: Is this changes like into comedy or changes in work? Um, I guess you could say both. Oh, nice. Yeah, so Sweet. I'll uh, I'll I'll give you some more details maybe um, off off air, I guess. But Sweet. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to to see what I'm gonna be doing. Um, I'm still not sure what I'm doing, but we'll see see how it goes. Oh dang! So. All right. Sweet deal. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to uh, to see where the future brings me for now. But uh yeah, what what have you been up to, man? Oh, let's see. Getting ready for golf season. I yeah. got a golf meeting coming up on Thursday. So in a couple days. And hopefully we we're hoping to get out there, but with all this snow, it was kind of pushed back, pushed back, and now I think we're starting to be able to get out there. Nice. Are you uh, what about like, cause we have a, a storm coming up here on Thursday. Do you guys have any impending? No. Rain. Oh, okay. No snow. No, that's Thank good God. because that way your snow will melt with the rain, which is better than what we're going to have. Supposedly. Yeah, and maybe it's supposed still, to get better, but we'll see. Still getting soggy down here though, man. That's the bad, that's the bad thing. We need to start drying up now. Yeah, yeah, you guys need to be able to to hit the ball instead of the mud. Oh, we're looking at flooding down here. Mm, a lot of water hazards. A lot of water, dude. Dang. Uh, the Mississippi and Elk River here. Yeah. Is touching Highway 10. Ooh, that's scary. Yep. Yikes. Yeah. So you know how when you come through Elk River and you're going towards Rogers right yep. there on the just before the 101 exit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all water. Do you think it's going to go over the road soon? 
I think it'll be up on the road. Wow. I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Damn. It's going to be good. I mean, it's going to be really close. If it doesn't go onto the road, I'll be surprised. Yeah. I know we, uh, yeah, we got some shoulder right now. Yeah. We got some water on our road, like just the back roads, but that's a ways for the, that river to be on that road. <laughs> yeah. This is the highest I've seen, seen it in years. Yikes. Yeah, that's makes me nervous. Yeah. Other than that, uh, getting ready for spring cleanups with work and putting all the snow plows away and finally getting to a regular schedule again. It's going to be nice. Nice. Um, planning Gracie's birthday. That's coming up here shortly. Nice. Um, what else? Other than that, not much. Yard work, man. Yeah, are you guys coming up here to do some cleaning? We need some cleaning on our on our course. <laughs> That's a big no. <laughs> so, um, other than that, not much, man. Okay. Well, we got a, a good episode ahead, guys. Um, we actually just got done recording it already, so we're actually doing this after we recorded the episode. What were you going to say? Before we get into this, okay, I got to tell you, I love the Donovan episode. Oh, did uh, you got a chance to, to listen to that one? Oh, yeah, I listened to it twice now. Okay. Really good. I like it. Well, thanks. It was you that don't know. Yeah. There's going to be an episode that Roddy did by himself about his brother Donovan, and it's going to be on our Patreon. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, going to be the only way you're going to be able to listen to that episode. Um, I do get a little emotional um, on both ends yeah. of the spectrum. I got I got happy. I was talking about some happy memories, mm-hmm. but I also uh, talked about some sad stuff, and I ended up tearing up a little bit. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, there's a little bit of emotion in that episode. So um, I even did in the in the middle of the episode, gave a little warning. So if you guys do want to listen to it, um, there is some content in that episode that might not be for everybody, um, subjects that might not be for everybody. So just want to give you that that heads up before you buy the Patreon and and listen to that episode. So but you can go listen to that on our Patreon. It's five dollars a month. You get extra episodes. Anywhere from one to possibly three or four. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've already done two for April. That's, yeah. that's going to be our second April one. So. Right. So, and then once again, we're going to be putting all of our uh, deep dives on there as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are going to get uh, some extra content on the Patreon. Obviously, we still want to get some content out to to everybody listening on all of these other platforms as well. Um, yep. And we still do an episode every other Monday. So that will not change. We are going to continue doing that. We're going to have guests. We're going to have just Vandy and I, we're going to have themed episodes. We're going to have a lot of stuff for you. Um, obviously we keep changing it up every now and then to, to keep you guys on your toes. So, so this is a fun one tonight. We got, uh, we got another comedian coming on with us. Yeah. We had a chance to talk to, to Bob ace track. Um, that's how you say it. Um, I know it's going to, on the the art, you're going to see 
uh, the way that it's spelt, but it is pronounced Ace Track. Um, he did a, a, explain that a little bit at the end of the episode as well. So, um, but yeah, it was a, a really fun episode. Love talking comedy, um, obviously. Um, and Bob is a, a really fun, fun comedian. He has a lot of fun stories. Um, and I, I, I really enjoyed this episode. It was thoroughly a really good time. So with any further ado, here is your episode. Enjoy. Well, welcome back to the Stupidest Podcast. We have our, our guest, Bob Acetrack, is with us here today. Uh, he's one of our local comedians. Bob, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Sweet. <laughs> uh, this is our second take, so we're just... <laughs> yeah. we're, yay. yay! Second takes. I love how when we try to hide our fuck-ups, you tell everybody about our fuck-ups. <laughs> well, it's the stupidest podcast. I figured <laughs> hey, we might as well... This is take 32. We're yeah. actually going to try this. <laughs> yeah, we might as well say what we're actually doing. So anyways, um, we got Bob on as our guest. He's one of the local comedians. Um Again, we, we've had a, a few local comedians on already, but I'm really excited for this one and uh, hoping that Bob is excited as well. So, All right. All right. He, <laughs> he, he said yay before. He yay. didn't want to give it a, another yay. <laughs> too but many yays. Too many yays. There's never enough yays. Yeah, that, I think that's a saying in life, right? There's never too many yays in life. Maybe not. Bandy's not, he's, he's not giving me anything on that one. I think Hitler said that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was I'm pretty sure that was an Adolf Hitler quote. Um, <laughs> um Bob, my first question for you is what inspired you to get into stand up comedy? Uh I thought I could do well at it, so I just wanted to give it a try. That was basically actually it was after I dropped out of college and i'm like now what am i gonna do with my life and i'm like oh i'm pretty funny maybe i should do stand-up yeah and then i just waited 12 years for a stand-up scene to <laughs> start <laughs> <and> deliver. <laughs> it so, took it took 12 years for it to <laughs> wow basically yeah dang so you, like how how many times would you go out then since there wasn't really a scene built there was every once in a while someone would try an open mic in duluth and it would be just like three people show up no mm. audience yeah. It would last like two or three weeks and then die off. Mm. You know, and I'd go down the cities every once in a while, but that is too hard just to drive down there and maybe you get on, maybe you don't. And then, yeah, that's a long drive to maybe get on. Yeah. Yeah. Where I feel like, like now, obviously, we have like a scene, like actually, yeah, like this is here. the golden age of Duluth comedy right now. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, yeah, I'm jealous. I wish it had this 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been awesome because then imagine where it would be now having 20 years into it, you know. Yes. That'd be really cool. But yeah, like it's it's cool like just how like even just having the scene up here we can go to the cities like now that we like I feel like a lot of the comedians up here know the comedians in the cities. Yep. And so we could just go and just be like, "Hey, we're driving from Duluth. Any chance we could get on to like at least have a better chance of getting on like you're not ever guaranteed but i mean yeah well yeah i went down last month or so went to try to get into acme i didn't get on but uh i was surprised how many comics knew me oh like, hey bob hey that's cool so but but you still like even having people know you didn't <laughs> no. help dang no yeah so we went to some other open mic 
that was a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is the one of the good parts about the cities, like because they have many opening yeah. mics every night. Yeah. If you don't get on one, there's plenty others. Yeah. Acme is a tough one to get on. Yes. I know. I've been there many times trying to get on and didn't. Like I've, I think I got on open mic once. Because it was my star, like you could use your star yep. to get on right away. Yeah, so I, I tried it. my star and I, I still didn't get on. You still didn't get on? <laughs> no. Wow. Interesting. But there's a lot of stars that night. Yeah. I saw I'm like, oh, there's probably too many stars. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah, because I thought it was, I, I guess it's never really a guarantee, yeah, but I thought it was. But. Yeah, it's supposed to be a guarantee, but even that, I bet you there's limits. Yeah. Well, especially like because the scene is growing even in the cities too, like... There's that many people that it's just, they have that all the time, I bet. And people probably try to take advantage of it and know about the system and, like, try to cheat the system, I would yeah. imagine. But I would hope not. Give your but. star back. That shouldn't, yeah. <laughs> that shouldn't even count. Yeah. But, well, I can use the star again. Oh, yeah. I didn't get yeah, on. Yeah, you didn't oh, get yeah. on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> use your star again if you didn't get on. Um, I'm sure they keep track of that, too, like, if you use your star, if you got on, if you didn't get on, and stuff like that, I would imagine. But yeah, I don't know. Luckily, we're in a like up here. We don't have to worry yeah. about that. Like we're actually spoiled up here. With yeah, our open mics. Yeah, I think so too. Because we get not only do we have a lot of comics, but we still all get on, and we all still get our time. And there's a crowd at most of them, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, we get along, too. There's not a lot of infighting, either. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, because I did, like, in the cities, I, I wasn't going out very often. Um, just because, like, I had a lot of other stuff that I, I was doing. Like, I didn't make comedy a priority like I have now. And, like, it, it like it was very tough to get on because I didn't know anybody, really, in the scene. Um, I was lucky to get on at Acme, obviously, with my star. Um, and then the other two times I got on, it was because it was a competition. It was like an amateur competition. Yeah. And that's the only reason I got stage time because it was the competition. So, but, and it, I think it went okay, but I was a very, very new comic. I had been writing for years, but I had very, very little stage yeah. time at that time. And so I ended up like having one good set and then one not so good set because I didn't have enough time and I did different sets because I didn't know you yeah. could use the same set. <laughs> yeah. When you first start off, it's a lot of hit and miss. Yeah. I'm still... Or just miss. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm still hitting and missing like on some of my jokes. When I do new stuff, it's hit or miss for a lot of the times for me. But... So... Wait. So because the... Wait, it should be though. Yeah. <laughs> like with new stuff, yeah. But yeah. um, I guess this isn't a, a question, but it's just a side question. Um, because like it was, it took twelve years to like build the the community up in the, this area. Yeah. Like, what was the motivation for you to like? Because obviously you wanted the stage time and you wanted to do it, but like, was there any motivation to like keep doing it, or was the like did did you have like demotivation at all, like? Oh, whatever the word is for that. This is the stupidest podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, there'd be like gaps of years in between. Oh, it. okay. And then finally a scene started to develop. And first time we got a big crowd and everything and we got more comics. I was like, wow, we actually got a scene now. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That is cool. How, then, how, then it died off again. <laughs> how many comedians did it like build up to? 
probably a dozen regular back then when I first when it first started to take off. Okay. That's pretty good size scene, like Yeah. Especially for like Duluth and stuff. Yeah. And starting out. Yeah. All right, Bob. Um, what style of comedy do you perform on stage? And do you like the style that you have? And if not, what style would you want to do? Uh, I do like my style. It's a un- kind of unique. Mm-hmm. Guess what is it? Uh, someone says I'm like uh, a naive psychopath living in Mayberry. <laughs> That's what it's been described as. I've not heard that, but I like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I like to do dumb jokes, stupid jokes, and then inappropriate, offensive jokes, mix them up, and go fast. A lot of quick jokes. Yeah. And I kind of take them all together, so it seems more like a story. Or... Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I love that you're able to connect them all. I, that's one thing that I would love to do with mine. I just haven't been able to do it yet, and I don't know what it's going to take for me to be able to do that, but um, maybe just experience because I don't know how to, I know how to tie some of them together. Like, especially like if it's like a fish joke, like two fish jokes, obviously <laughs> will go together, but like, I don't know how to tie them together. Like you'll tie together some jokes that I don't know how you tie them together, but you just <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah. Think yeah. of, and that's a lot of practice too, of telling the jokes to figure out what jokes work together. Yeah. That's why, you know, sometimes I tell jokes and what I'm actually working on is the order, not mm. not the telling of jokes, but what order works well and how to get them to flow. Yeah, because I have noticed that you've used um, a lot of, like, the same jokes sometimes, but you do, tw- like, twist the ordering of them. Um, but it's crazy because, like, you still tie them together, which is really yeah. cool. Like. It's a talent that I wish I had. <laughs> You'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Or not. Yeah, either way. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's really cool. Is there a style that you would, like, have tried that didn't work? Not really. Okay. Like, other stuff is just, maybe someday I'll try just telling regular stories, like real stories. Yeah. Get to that at some point. I have good stories. I just haven't really thought how to tell them yet. Mm-hmm. No, I understand that. This is like the podcast is basically my way to tell stories. Like I would love to be able to like tweak them into stand up, but I don't know how to do that yet. Like I, I feel like I would use too many words because I'm so focused on like, obviously I do a lot of like really short jokes. So like yes. I would just say like, if I started doing a story, I'd be like, I'm talking too much. I'm talking too much, like, in my head, so I don't know yeah, how to of, combat that. A lot of comics do talk too much when they're doing stories. Yeah. I mean, not the good ones, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, Danny always talks about, like, just the laughs per minute. Like, yep. in a story, you need to make sure that you still have that, like... Yeah, and that's the thing with my stories, is some of them, I think, they're good stories, but it's hard to get a, a lot of laughs in there. Yeah. Like, I guess, what uh, do you mean by that? Is it because the story, like, there's so much setup to the story? Or, like, what do you mean? Well, just, um, let's see how to say this. Well, the story can get interesting in itself 
and I don't know how to put a joke in there if and then I ruin the interesting part too. Yeah, I understand that cuz yeah. you don't want to ruin the interesting part with just putting a, a joke in there that right. might not make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, sometimes I think maybe I'll just do a one-man play one, <laughs> <That'd be laughs> one of these days. I would like just to do a, yeah, Because that way you don't have to be funny every moment. You can work more on telling the story and then inject humor where it's appropriate, where it works. Yeah. I like that idea. I want to see that. The Bob one-man play. Yeah, yeah. the Bob, Bob <laughs> one-man play. That'd be fun. <laughs> How would you like... Because that would be... I feel like you could still do a show that way. It would obviously be a, a different show. Like, yeah. do you, would you have an opener for that, or would you just do your show? I'd probably just do the show. Yeah, that makes. I think that would make more sense because you can't really warm the crowd up to a story. I yeah. guess it would make sense because when you go to a play, you don't have an opener for the play. <laughs> that makes. I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> no, that'd be interesting, though. Yeah, I had to speak what i was thinking i guess quick just to <laughs> see if it made sense but i like that idea though that'd be fun yeah do you know of any venues that you would maybe do that at i i'd probably i might come work it on work on it at caddyshack yeah. that's the easiest place to do stuff like that yeah plus you do have a pretty large stage like yeah. for like doing movement or whatever like that's a good idea plus then you'd have really good feedback from the comedians yeah. yeah i would love to go to caddyshack more on tuesdays but it's so tough with doing the we usually do the podcast on tuesday nights and then when i i also do uh disc golf league on tuesday nights, so it's tough but i want to come more often but i just bought sweatpants from there <laughs> <laughs> nice they were actually really comfortable too only 20 bucks oh, i was not expecting i'll that. have to look into that yeah. <laughs> if you want sweatpants it's it's up to you, but <laughs> little plug for Caddy. <laughs> but, Andy, do you have any more to that question? Oh, I'm good. All right. Uh, my next question is, uh, who are some of your biggest influences in comedy, and who is your favorite comedian right now? Uh, the influences are a lot. Like, Oh, yeah. That's the thing is, like, even watching, I watched a lot of TV growing up, in the 80s and 90s watched a lot of stand-up watched movies every so yeah it's basically so much pop culture comedy from the 80s and 90s and today yeah like there's you you're yeah you don't have to name it because there's so much out there that you could say there's little bits of pieces of (laughs) a little bit of everybody Yeah. yeah Is there who's your favorite comedian like right now? Like it doesn't have to be your favorite of all time, but like, is there anybody that you are listening to now that like helps inspire you? The moment, I don't know. A lot of them, good, a lot of good ones just died last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's one of the biggest that like Norm. Yeah, I like Norm. Yeah, that's the one I was referring to when I said yeah. one of the biggest. That was a tough one. Yeah. Actually, we just got done. Bandy and I were just. Uh, got done recording a podcast we were uh we were interviewing his boss actually and we went downstairs of his shop and all of a sudden we saw the news that norm passed it was yeah i I think i was at work yeah um bummer yeah it was a tough one yeah yeah he's uh 
I, I have been watching a lot of his clips because I don't know why, but they've just been popping up on my all my social media, like Facebook, Instagram, all that yeah. stuff. Is just norm. Uh, even on uh, Reddit, like I don't know why, but they're just throwing me norm clips <laughs> left and right. <laughs> it's almost like that's a conspiracy. I know. Maybe like he's they, they track you. Yeah, that that <laughs> or the fact that he's coming back. Oh. He's not really dead. I'm just kidding. He's. <laughs> I was trying to go somewhere with that, and I. <laughs> just kidding. I'm back. <laughs> he did a spe- that special. Did you see that? Yes, one? Yeah. I did see that. That was a, that was a crazy one, especially because like it got released after his death, which was yeah. He recorded nice. it just in case. Yeah. Means we all have to do that. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was really good. But no, that's a really good one for inspiration for any comic yeah. at any level because he's just a yeah. genius it's probably hard doing stand-up without an audience though <laughs> yeah i can't imagine like even like because i feel like like i've done uh comedy on zoom before and it's it i i still enjoy it because there is reaction you still get reaction i don't know if i would be able to do what he did though where there was none like not yeah. not an audience member at all for any reaction. He just recorded it, yeah. and it was still good. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like practice. Like yeah, sitting there practicing doing your jokes. Yeah, and I wonder how many times he used those because obviously, like when you're getting ready for a special, like you're using them on stage. Like I wonder how many, like if at all. I'm assuming he had to have used those on stage somewhere. Yeah, maybe not all at once, but like I don't know. I would have loved to have gone to one of the shows that he practiced those jokes on, and then you hear the special, and they're like, oh, I got a chance to see that, like, actually performed. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But, but um, when was the first time you went on stage, and what was it like, and where did you start? Uh, That was back, I think, 2002, first time I ever went on stage, and it was a... There was the... It's now VIP in Superior. Okay, yeah, yep. But there was the Third Rock, and then there's a small tiki bar next to it. Now it's just a room. Okay. And uh, they had stand-up there. So I, And then the person that did the best got like a $10 gift certificate. And there's maybe like five of us. The radio, it, the radio DJ was like the host guy and uh, crazy... Crazy Ray, I think. Is <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, so there's, I remember me, I, I won the thing <laughs> for that night. I mean, it wasn't a huge comp. Yeah. And I screwed up a lot, but I still got some laughs. I'm like, oh, I, I did it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a guy that wanted to be like Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to do silly stuff and it's yeah. just not work. It didn't work, yeah. No. Yeah, and that lasted about a month and a half. Oh, we, we had an audience like the first time, kind of an audience the second time, and then there was no audience oh. after that. So it was a weekly thing then? Yeah, it was a okay. weekly thing. Yeah, and then, yeah, I tried to do something new every week. <laughs> and that was, and doing 10 minutes, he was like, yeah, do, do, do 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, man, that's so much material. Yeah, you don't realize, because we didn't know. yeah. Yeah, yeah, doing a new 10 minutes every week <laughs> yeah. when you yeah. first start. Yeah, it, it didn't get, yeah, it, by the end it wasn't very really good. Yeah, did they like, since you said radio host, was it recorded? No. Oh, okay. No, he just like 
He was just the host. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. No, I was like, I was like, so you're doing stand up. If I was just imagining that it was being recorded on the radio for some reason. No. Okay. I just had to clarify that for myself and everybody listening. Yeah. But yeah, the other guy's name that tried to be Kaufman. He was going by Adam Jokola. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy Kaufman, he's amazing, but like a hit or miss for some people. Yeah. Especially like if you're new into comedy, that's that's a risk. Yeah. You're, you're it's taking. hard to pull. Andy Kaufman yeah. was hit or miss himself, though. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, it, and then doing it at a, a an amateur level, like that's. Yeah. The thing is. Andy Kaufman liked bombing probably more than doing well. Exactly. Like, he would literally just read a book, and he wouldn't care, but he would love it. Like, it was great to him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's tough to to mimic if you're just getting into it. I don't know who I – like, if I were to have, like, mimicked anybody, even though it's not my style – um, I probably would have done Brian Regan because he's just my favorite comedian. It, but his, mm. he's just, I don't know how he writes some of his jokes. Like, I just love him so much. <laughs> so I, I would, I, I, I'm not good at that kind of writing though. I, I'm one liner guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. I, um, so how long were you or have you been an open micer? I know it's kind of a, loaded question for a lot of people because like mm-hmm. i feel like everybody's always an open micer yeah. how, do you, how do you feel on that uh i guess i've i've been consistently doing it since 2010 okay so about that long <laughs> okay and you, you would consider yourself like always have been an open micer and always will be do you think that's mm-hmm. the case or mm-hmm. what would how do you feel on that i guess you can say semi-pro comic yeah <laughs> You know, I'm so would you consider yourself a feature, like a feature yeah. act? An opening yeah, I can act do or? feature, feature. I, I because I can do I can do half an hours. Yeah, yeah. I I'll be doing the feature at Dublin's on June 10th. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll say that again um, at the end too. But June 10th at Dublin's, because um, yeah, this actually I'm gonna double check this will definitely come out before then but if you have anything else coming out uh we're definitely going to ask for everything at the end too um i forgot to tell you that part sorry um but this is actually going to be released actually next like this coming monday the 24th so um or for you guys right now Uh, (laughs) but yeah no I, i definitely understand that like um yeah. So, like, obviously, I I know that you're like at that feature level, but like, as as a comedian, do you think everybody, like, as comedian, like, even professional comedians, like, do you think like most of them still go to open mics or like? I think most of them do open mics. Yeah, for because sure. Because they have to test their material somehow. Yeah. Yeah, especially because like obviously they do like four shows a week, but I feel like even on their off days they need to keep honing and because you don't want to use all of your shows to yeah work stuff out. Yeah, because people have ideas and they don't want to do it at a paid... Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to, like, hey, why don't you just listen to me work things out for an hour? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of funny. But that many people do that, they'll try it. Even I've done it at feature shows where I got an idea, I'll try it out, and it never works. (laughs) I've even seen it, you know, other comic like, ah, I just thought of that one today, and it didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so do you try to, like... 
do anything new on those shows? Like if you're going to like some city, do you try to like maybe tailor anything towards the city or anything like that? Uh, I'm, I have a couple things that I just, if it works. Okay. Yeah. I have nothing planned or anything about. Danielle does a lot of that. She likes to do two minutes about wherever she's at. Yeah, well, that's why I was asking because like I've I've had that like advice thrown out there, and I haven't done that, but I also haven't had a lot of shows that I like. Yeah. And when I do shows, I'm usually like opening, so I'm not doing a yeah. ton of time. They, audiences like to, especially the smaller towns. I like to feel like, oh, you said our name. Yeah. <laughs> so if I can throw something in there. They like that. Mm-hmm. If even it works, if, even if it's a joke that you already have, like that, yeah. that would still be perfect. Yeah, I have jokes where I can throw in the name of the town. Nice. Or the town next door. If it's a bad. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. Sometimes I, I'll have a joke where I can make fun of, you know, a town, and then I always just look at a map and do the town over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes they go, yeah. Yeah. And like, thank you, map. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I, I, I was hoping that was the rival town. <laughs> yeah. I chose correctly. Yeah. That'd be funny. Cause like, I, I would try to do that, but like knowing my luck, I would choose like, um, this is going to be a bad reference just cause not a lot of people are from there, but, uh, a lot of people from Buffalo, if we, I would have said like Montrose, like Montrose is the smallest town ever. They're not a rival at all. So that would have just, just went right down the tubes, but it's close. Like I, I would have, you would have had done Monticello in that. Ex- like, yeah, but that was not a good example. I don't know how many people know my reference on that one. <laughs> I don't even think Vandy knows my reference on that one, and he's from the area. Uh, <laughs> but that's not the one I would have picked either. <laughs> no, I, I, as I was saying it, I was regretting that choice, um, but it happens. All right, um, Bob, how many times should you be going up on stage every week? Do you think it? Do you think it really matters? Oh, let's say yeah. You should try to get up there as much. As you can. I don't always do that. I get lazy. <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to start really going more into it starting this summer. So I'm going to try to get up down to the cities more often and uh, try to really get better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I want to get more feature sets because that's where I feel I can get a lot better doing those half an hour then I can do all my joke, you know, most of my jokes, yeah. you know, and really figure out how everything works together. It's it's a little bit of trying to perfect. It's like writing a story and you write it a thousand times. This is my thousandth draft. Yeah, of trying to figure out, trying to perfect everything, but you can't ever get it perfect. <laughs> yeah, but like doing a half an hour, that would be like writing like ten at a time. Because that'd be 10 times the amount of time that you would... Well, I guess maybe not 10, but I was just throwing that number out there. But, like, half an hour is going to help you out a lot more than just doing, like, five minutes. But even though the five minutes helps, like, especially, like, when yeah. you're trying to get your, your tight five. But, um, yeah, I definitely understand half hours are going to help you probably a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should try to get up as much as you can. Yeah. Like, do you think there's, like, a magic number like for you maybe like obviously not for everybody because everybody's different but like because i'm i'm going up like twice a week and i think that's pretty good for me um i would love to get up more but um 
I think the more like doing shows is where I get up quote unquote more, I guess. But is there a certain number that you have in mind that you're trying for? I, I don't probably have a certain number yeah. or anything. Is that I think you have to know who you are too. Are you a person that if you do something a lot, do you get burned out? And if you're that type of person that if you get burned out, then make sure to give yourself a little breaks. But there are some people that just want to do it every night and do it all the time. Yeah, I, we know some of those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where they are just grinding and doing it every night of the week. Like, they're dedicated to it. But um, I don't know, maybe their burnout is a little bit further away than ours. But yeah, I understand that. Yeah, two two times a week is great for me, I think, because I'm not being burnt out, yeah. um, but I'm still testing material. I'm still getting. No, so I just in. I need to go out and to other places because even I feel like, like it, whenever I do it in Duluth, I'm like everyone's heard that. Oh. I feel everyone's bored of anything I do, so it, it's hard going up there all the time because yeah. I, I don't get the enthusiasm in myself of, because I just feel like. I've done this level a hundred times. Yeah, well, I, I need to go somewhere yeah. else. Well, I mean, it's the same setting, so that yeah. that makes it tough too, especially because you're. It's the same setting. You're doing the same joke. Obviously, it might be different because you're like switching up the. Yeah. The, but you, so you're like still doing your learning and you're doing your reps, but like, I could definitely see that. Like, there's definitely times even in like I've only been doing it regularly here for just over a year now. And there's definitely times where I'm like, oh, maybe I should stop doing that joke for a little while because people have heard it. But I know, like, a lot of them haven't. So it's it's tough because, like, sometimes, you, like, we get new members, like, because especially at Dublin's, I feel, because it's like a college crowd yeah. sometimes. And so you get a lot of new college faces. Yeah, but. it does turn over a lot. Yeah. But, you know, it still kind of feels sometimes deja vu, like this. Yeah. So... And I, I want different audiences to, so I'm not, so I want to try to be able to reach as many with my jokes, try to be as universal as I can. Yeah. And yeah. So going different places. Going different places. Yeah. You know, even small towns with a bunch of old people. Like, can I can make a bunch of old people in a small town laugh? And then can I make a bunch of people in a big city laugh? And Yeah. Because if you're doing the same mic with the same crowd, eventually your stuff is just going to before that crowd and if we go somewhere else it's not going to work yeah you don't want to well. yeah you don't want to necessarily write for only that one crowd cuz then yeah then you're stuck <laughs> and you yeah like i i definitely understand that but um no that that makes sense i definitely understand why you want to branch out and go different places so are you thinking like obviously you want to go to the cities um after like you do that for a little while is there anywhere else or like what what do you what are you thinking Pun, just wherever it takes yeah. me after that. Yeah. Start to get more into pro or paid shows, try to get, build my actual, have a career then. Yeah. See if I can get that going. That'd be, that'd be so cool. Yep. Then I can come back and look down on all of you. <laughs> that's all I care about. <laughs> that's, that's your only dream is to be able to come back and just look down on us. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I like that dream. <laughs> <laughs> you all suck. <laughs> yeah. But but you do have to like still promote our podcast. So just be like, well, I'm going to yeah. help him out. I, he, I got to throw him a bone every now and then. Just to... <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll help the little people. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. <laughs> nice. 
Oh, I guess it's mine. Sorry. Um, so, Bob, is stand-up comedy what you thought it would be? Like, when you first... I mean, yes and no. You really don't... You really have no idea until you try it. Yeah. But it's gone kind of how I thought it would, but there's just so much more to it than people think. People yeah. will always come up to you and give you advice, and you're just like, that's not how it works on stage. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You have to go up there and actually do it before you start realizing what it takes to actually do it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff you have to consider in your head to make people laugh. Yeah. Have Have you gotten advice from people that have never been on stage? Oh, yeah. People really? tell you stuff after the shows and other... <laughs> that, huh. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you if you do the pro shows, like hosting or anything, after the show, people love to tell you stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's never good advice. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've I've hosted. Tw- <laughs> yeah, I've hosted uh, twice the pro shows, and I've I've had like uh, like the comedians give me advice, which is awesome. I'm way like I definitely I'm accepting of their advice for sure. Um, I haven't had anybody that hasn't been on stage try that though. That would be interesting to see, especially because like. That's kind of like, it takes some balls to do that. If you've never done anything and you're still going to like try to critique somebody. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of egotistical people out there yeah. that just figure, I, got, I know how this <laughs> I know how this works. I can do this. I can go up on stage and do what you just did. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> That's interesting though. That's. Yeah. I'm just like envisioning somebody trying to give a comedian advice. Like I can't imagine like. I'm trying to imagine me, somebody that's only like, like this experience, try to go to somebody like Pete Holmes or something and be like, hey, Pete, here's some advice for you. I, I, I really think you need to start doing it this way. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's just. Yeah. I give you advice about everything, too. <laughs> like, what, like, what do you mean? Oh, just what jokes to tell, how to stand, how to hold the mic and how to like uh every little detail that has nothing to do nothing with... to do with yeah wow yeah i've got a lot <laughs> this yeah, but there's, pro, there's even pros out there that give other pros just bad advice yeah yeah but i'm just roger, da- roger dangerfield went up to um I know I said it wrong. I love how he always <laughs> says that. He always says Roger Dangerfield. I need Dangerfield. Yep. Um, I don't even know where I'm going with this again. Go ahead. All right. Sorry. So uh, I guess my my uh, initial intention of that question is um, a little bit different. So I'm going to reword okay. the question. Um because that's actually like how everybody has been answering it. But I, I just want to answer. I just want to like ask you this way. So going up on stage, like physically being up on stage, like when you first did that with the lights and the sound of your voice and all of that, was that anything you thought it was going to be? Uh, it was kind of thought, you know, I probably way more. I was nervous, but I was even more nervous <laughs> when I was up on stage. Yeah. But it still worked even though, because I was screwing up a lot. But what you didn't realize is the audience doesn't know what your joke is, so they don't know if yeah. that's another thing I tell 
younger just starting off comics like if you screw up just keep going they don't know you screwed up yeah unless you you know tell them like this podcast where you keep telling the people you're screwing up (laughs) exactly (laughs) otherwise the audience all the time yeah they're they're not gonna know yeah yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) but i think it's funnier when they do know for at least for the podcast yeah you know you you really don't know what it's like, though, really, until you're up there. <laughs> you yeah. The big thing is you don't know if you can do it. That's the... I mean, I guess there's people that just have a lot of self-confidence and they think, I can do anything. But for a lot of people, it's just, do I have the <laughs> guts to go up there and do it? Yeah. Yeah, because some people, like, think that they have the guts, then they'll do it once, which I... All the credit to them. I really appreciate somebody that will actually do it, because I have a lot of, like friends coworkers, uh even family members that say that they can do stand-up but they just haven't tried it ever and i'm just like well just do it you need to like try it like i want to see if you're good or not like i know you like want to try it like just try it like but it's tough to even get that sometimes yeah and i've seen people stop halfway through and just say i can't do this and yeah you know that makes it i was so nervous when i first started off yeah I mean, I was very nervous my first time. Uh, for very first time I ever did it was on uh, St. Cloud campus uh, down in, um, what's it called? It was in Atwood. Um, right. St. Cloud campus down in Mankato. <laughs> <laughs> down in Mankato there. Um, I can't remember the, the name of the place I actually performed. It was the basement of Atwood, though. And... Uh, the lights got me. That's what oh. really got me. Everybody says that. Oh, it's bright up here. Yeah, yeah. That the first time you're up on stage with the bright lights. Yeah, it's way brighter than you anticipated. Yeah. I couldn't see anybody. That's the other thing is he, they're not expecting not to be able to see past the first row. Yeah. In some of these places where it's so bright. Yeah. You can you can't see the who's in the audience. Just the kind of the purple right up front. Yeah. Yeah, that was the tough part for me because yeah. I was anticipating being able to see everybody. I was anticipating um, just being able to see in general was the, the toughest part for me, even though like it kind of helped me too because then I forgot that there was an audience or at least I was trying to forget. Yeah. Um, and then I was more focused on my material and actually trying to like memorize it or like I had it semi-memorized because like I didn't know what I was actually going to need. So I practiced it quite a bit. Um and that, like, I didn't have any notes or anything my very first time, which is surprising because I still use notes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I was just very, very nervous, too. Especially because I invited friends, too. So, like, that made it even more nervous, like, made it nervous yeah. for me because I was like, okay, well, these guys are actually going to see and, like, be able to comment after <laughs> the fact. <laughs> like, I'm still going to see these people afterwards. Yeah. Like, You don't want to bomb in front of your friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like... It was way different having my friends there compared to like just doing it in front of strangers. Where if I do it in front of strangers, I don't really like, I care, but I, I I don't care as much. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. The lights it's intimidating when you can't see. One of the first times I did stand up, there was a young woman in the front, and after every joke, she would just shake her head and go, "Nope." What? <laughs> yeah, right up front, like one of the only people you can see. After every joke, she just went, shook her head and said, nope. She physically yeah, said she, nope. She physically said nope. Oh, that's I one of the worst that. heckles. Yeah. Because, I want to do, do that so bad now. <laughs> yeah. 
That's one of the <laughs> worst it's things. It's low key, say. but it's so. Especially if it'll get you. <laughs> That's a dagger to the heart. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's so good, though. Nope. And I was wondering, nope. I think she was doing it to other pe- comics. I saw other, she was doing it. So I'm like, okay, maybe she just does that to everybody. So yeah. <laughs> That's what I told myself. <laughs> oh, that's devastating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't really like. Do you have anything prepared for hecklers and stuff? Like, I have a little bit, but not a lot. Uh, not too much. My I deal with hecklers by just going really fast and being out there. So mm. a lot of hecklers are drunk and they can't keep up. That's actually, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> if I don't give them the pause for them to say something... By the time they think of something, I'm two jokes past it, and yeah. then they just go. Ugh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, and it's nothing. It has nothing to do with it. So if they do heckle, it's an ir- ir- yeah. irrelevant heckle because it was two jokes ago. Yeah, there's certain things like one thing. If somebody just says something out, I'll, I'll just say that's nice, and then just keep going, <laughs> just totally dismiss them. That's nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It'll say something like, that's nice. Yeah. And just keep going. <laughs> that's a that's a good way to do it because like you're acknowledging them, but you're not you're not giving them any positive feedback, you're not giving them negative feedback, you're just stating something. You're just like, Yep, yeah. that's nice. And then just move on. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I might have to use that sometime if I'm ever <laughs> heckled. Yeah. Yeah, because right now, like, my go-to, I haven't used it. Uh, I think I've used it once, but I haven't used it aggressively, like, how I actually wrote it, um, is because I have my notes up there. So if I ever, like, have anybody, I'd be like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, what, what's your name? Bob? It says, oh, Bob. It says, Bob, it says, uh, your line here uh, is, is to sit down and shut up. It doesn't mm-hmm. say anything about what you said. Like, I, I don't know. That's my, like, little go-to if I were to use it. Yeah. But Are you going to say something like, oh, Look at it. Uh, I like to go to comedy shows and interrupt because I'm special. No, no way am I making up for a small penis. <laughs> Mommy says I'm a big boy. <laughs> That's a good way. Just bring it down so they it, yeah. you're, you're making fun of them, but like at a level where it's tough for them to come back. Like because if they do come back, you're yeah. just proving your point. Like. That's I think that's that's pretty good. Yeah, there was one time this guy he was just talking, like up, he was up front and he was just talking. He, I think he was on the phone, just not oh. paying. Attention. So I just stopped and just looked at him, you know, and you know, and then he about thirty seconds he realized that I'm not talking and no, everyone's looking at him, and he just looks at me all angry and he goes "fuck you" and then he walks out. <laughs> I'm like what did I do? You He's literally the one that fucking did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you literally did nothing. Yeah, I just literally did nothing, and he he got pissed. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What an idiot! I don't like that guy. No, that was Vandy actually. <laughs> just kidding. I don't like that guy. Phone <laughs> call. Oh man, That's right, annoying. Um, how long have you been writing? And how do you write? For like example, do you write on stage or off stage? And if off stage, what does that writing process look like? Um, before I kind of started doing stand up, I went. Well, actually, I just anno- annoy my friends because <laughs> I'd have all these ideas in my head, you know, and I had nobody to, no way of getting them out. 
So I just say them when I'm always around my friends in like high school, early 20, you know, 20s, and I'd annoy them. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them liked it, and their girlfriends usually didn't. <laughs> the best is when you tell a joke and you get them to laugh and their girlfriend gets really mad, but they don't get mad at you, they get mad at their boyfriend for... For, laughing at that joke that's awesome <laughs> I'm like yeah that that's when you know it's a keeper because yeah. that would work good on on stage then because it'd be funny just to see that in the in the crowd too <laughs> yeah then i would write funny stories just for my friends and i saved some of them which is good so i was always writing stories up until i started doing stand-up then once I started doing stand-up, then I changed the way I was thinking of writing because now I'm thinking of how to write these into stand-up form. Yeah. And then when I first started, I would write all my jokes down, you know, verbatim, you know, how I would want to say them. I'd write them all down, practice them. And then eventually as I, now I don't, I just write down key words of ideas. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't really write down the whole just enough words that I know what joke I'm talking and then I usually just think about them okay. mostly just as I'm going out throughout the day just think about it interesting so then I guess do you pull back from what you thought about or like do you tweak it on stage like just at that moment or how do you do that usually if I have an idea I try to go long version first everything I, and I'll go up stage and I'll just do the whole long everything I thought of mm -hmm. and then figure out what works, what doesn't, and then cut, 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 cut down to what basically gets the laugh. Okay. And then try to, add, then once you get to that, then you can see if you can add a tag to it or add on to it afterwards. Mm -hmm. So that's how I usually write if I have a big idea. Yeah. With your tags, do you usually write those off stage then? If they come to my head, sometimes they come on, come in your head on stage. They okay. just, they just blurt out of your mouth, and you're like, "All right, that worked." Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to do that um, more on stage. Um, I haven't really done it a ton, but every now and then I'll, I'll see a joke and I'll like on stage. I'm thinking of it, and I'm like, "Oh," and so I just do it, see if it works. Um, I want to do that more often. Is what I'm like working at, like, because I want to be able to write on stage a little bit. But it's tough for me yeah. just because of how quick my, my jokes are. Yes. Um, so I'm trying to write tags off off uh, the stage, too. But um, for some of them, it's tough. But some of them, like um, with that uh, more recent joke that I did, the, the queef joke, I added the... Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that was a funny like ad, uh, but um, high, at least for people that know the joke. But. Highbrow comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I did that one mainly for the comedians though. Like I, I think I told you that, like I yes. did that one specifically for the comedians. Um, but I think it also works a little bit for non-comedians too. Um, or like people that have, yeah. haven't heard the joke, maybe not as much obviously, but I don't know. That was, that was yeah. one of my examples, one of my attempts at it. Yeah. Well, Danielle and I were talking about Ralphie May and one of his rules is don't make jokes for the comics in the back. Yeah. Try to do the audience, but. Sometimes my jokes I've I've made for the comics in the back end up actually working or giving me an idea that works yeah. too. So Yeah, so yeah, you start start it for the comedians in the back, but then you tweak it just a little bit like Yeah, you, then you realize, Oh, there's something here, maybe I and then I can work it out so it actually works for the general audience. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I've definitely Norm, Norm McDonald. A lot of his jokes were for the McCutcheon. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's a comedian's comic. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's. I think that's part of the reason why uh, Danny also says that you need to know the rules before you can break the rules. Um, I feel like yeah. that's a huge thing too. Cause like I've read comedy, like I read the comedy Bible and stuff and I, I got to know what I thought were like all of the rules, but mm. obviously there's more than just, just that. Um, as you perform, you just learn things from other comedians or from just doing it yourself. And um, yeah, you know what works, what doesn't work and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. I like get the doors open mics. It's not that big of a deal. So I like, I like breaking the rules. Yeah. Doing- during those open mics, for sure. Yeah, like that whole set where every punchline was spaghetti. <laughs> that that was a pretty funny set for the comedians. He, Vandy, you, I don't know if I told you this or not, but um, one of Bob's uh, punchlines is spaghetti, and so like mm-hmm. that's like what he added to all of his jokes. He turned all of his jokes into spaghetti jokes, and it was. Yeah, it was hilarious because, like, it was obviously just for us because the, the crowd, did, like, didn't know what was going on. They're like, why is this funny? They hear everybody in the back laughing, but nobody in front of the comedians was laughing. And it was – it was that in itself was funny. Yeah. I just loved Brandon St. Germain after two jokes. He goes, oh, God, he's going to do this for his whole set. Yeah. <laughs> I I love when you get those kind of comments from the comedians. Like sometimes I'll do some jokes. Um, I'll do like one of my my clean ones, and I hear Joe in the back like, "Oh God, damn it!" Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as I hear that, I do I have to do a couple more clean ones just to just to get at him. <laughs> yeah, but and if a comic tells me they don't like that joke, I'll make sure to tell that joke when. <laughs> yeah, when they're there, yeah, just make sure that okay, I I got you. I'll get I'll get that one for you. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't hurt my feelings if somebody says it don't like one of my jokes because I understand. Yeah, jokes aren't for everybody. I know that. Like a lot of my jokes aren't for everybody. I have a lot of jokes, and I expect people to not like some of them. Like obviously, you might like one or two, but some of them, some people like a lot of them. But it's not for everybody. Yep, I understand that, but um. So do you ever practice your jokes alone or with family or friends? I used to when I first started. Okay. And like, if I write a long bit, like, if I'm doing, like, a Reginald bit, which is, like, 20 minutes of new stuff, <laughs> then I'll, I'll practice that because I need to, Yeah, you know, you I don't want to, I have to get it in my head so I don't screw it up, but uh, I don't... Do it all well. If I have a new joke, I'll say it in my head over and over and over that day. Okay. It'll yeah. just, I, just, I won't. I'll, I might say it out loud if I'm in the shower or something, just to hear it out. But if otherwise, I, I just do it in my head a lot. Try and, mm. most guys just want to make it so it comes out smooth. Yeah. Like, and that's the hardest thing when you're first starting off is the smooth factor. Now, I'm. I'm I know when I first started, I could be a little more robotic with my jokes. Okay. You know, telling them where, or you can tell they're rehearsed too. Yeah, that yeah. I try not to over practice because of that. I don't want to sound like it's. Yeah, and yeah. I can tell when new comics have rehearsed something <laughs> yeah. a lot. You can tell, but uh, but then eventually, the more you say it, you kind of flow, and then like somebody says, "Yo, now I actually believe you were a fetus that was." <laughs> 
<laughs> trying to get it. Trying people, to. Are, people are trying to abort you. Like I believe it now. When you say it now, it sounds believable. I, I believed it this time. I believed it last time. I don't know how you're doing this. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's the, the thing that I try to work on is like, because I want my material to be just come natural to me like where it's like i just know it i know it front and back i could i could say it however i need to uh tweak it time like time wise and all that stuff but again i don't want it to sound rehearsed so like i practice them i can't really do it in my head though that that would be tough for me because i have to vocalize it like i guess that's just i'm like it's it's tough i was gonna say i'm a visual learner but that doesn't really apply (laughs) um like it it helps me visualize the joke though when i say it out loud i don't know if that makes sense or not um but for me if i say it out loud then it's a real like thing i don't know maybe i'm just making a fool of myself right now (laughs) (laughs) no i understand yeah because you really sometimes don't know until you say it on stage yeah then once it comes out of your mouth on stage you're like that was not how i thought it in my head (laughs) yeah no, I've done that too. Like, I, even when I'm practicing it out loud, like, even if I'm practicing it at work, I do it perfect 10 times sometimes. And then I get on stage and I, like, tweak it a little bit, how I, like, didn't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, well, now I got to redo it again because that wasn't how I wanted to do it. But yeah. Yeah. It, again, I think 10 times might be a little too much for me. That's why I haven't done it 10 times for a while now. Um, at least, like, per joke. I, I don't want to do the same joke that many times because otherwise it's just going to sound, this joke is robotic. Like, mm. I don't want to sound like that on stage. I want it to sound like it's the first time coming out of my mouth. Yeah. But. Hey, Bob, um, do you record your sets? And if so, does it help with future performances? I'm one that doesn't record my set or watch myself very often because I get worried I'm going to get in my head about stuff that doesn't matter. Mm. Like if I watch me doing stuff, I'm going to be like, oh, what am I doing with my arm? And then next time I'm on stage, I'm thinking about my arm. And like, yeah. And, Do you record audio at all? Does that, would that, or no? No. No. I'm, I mean, I've, I'll watch occasionally videos because they're all recorded. Yeah. Stuff, but. I think I do a pretty good job of uh, interpreting the audience of why something does or doesn't work while I'm on stage. Yeah. I, I'm recording it in my head and making mental notes in my head. And I think I'm pretty good job, do a good job of reading the audience of why this works, why this doesn't work, what do I need to change on this. Yeah. And that's impressive because I can kind of do that um but wow if you can do that like regularly that's that's impressive yeah yeah so i don't want like to watch too much because i don't want to get in my own head about it yeah too critical about stuff that maybe it doesn't matter and then i change a joke and ruin it because it was good the way i had it yeah but I... because yeah just one little tweak that you did like could yeah change the way people perceive it but it's worked for this long like why would why would you need to at that point you know like unless Mm. it's a new joke do you look like do that with newer things or would that Mm. still get in your head and maybe ruin even newer still get in my head yeah you know i probably don't i don't i'm not a person that likes to listen to myself or watch myself type Mm. yeah thing i I don't want to get too negative on myself yeah 
No, that makes sense. I, I, I enjoy it, but I definitely get in my head sometimes. I, at least with like some of those jokes, because I'm like, well, that one like usually gets a better reaction. Why didn't it get a better reaction? But then I'll listen to another joke in that set and realize like that joke also usually gets a better reaction. So I'm like. Okay, maybe it wasn't necessarily the way I did it, or and like I'm I'm trying to get in my head the in a positive way, like on that, like the, with that kind of thing. Because um, sometimes maybe it is the joke, maybe it's just the way I said it that night. Um, but again, I don't want to get too far into my head on some of those, especially for jokes that I feel like work regularly. So I definitely understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, I, I I wish I was able to like be on like more present on stage, um, like you're saying, like be able to read the audience like at a whim. Um, I feel like I'm getting better, like as as I'm progressing. But um, yeah, I would love to be able to like just be in the moment sometimes and like yeah. just realize because like sometimes I'm either thinking of. Uh, the joke that I'm doing now, I'm thinking of the next joke. I'm not paying attention to the audience as much as I maybe should. So oh. here's something uh, you can tell. Daniel has a lot of pictures of me with my eyes closed, mm. and the reason is that is I've noticed I blink when I'm think when I'm rearranging my set on stage in my head. I I blink for like a half a second. That's me recalculating in my head. Dang. So Daniel gets a lot of pictures of me with my eyes closed, and I tried. Not to do that, but then I realized why is my then like yeah it's, I blink for like a half a second when I recalibrate my set in my head or redo the joke yeah because I know my joke so well and I can read the audience that I go this joke's not gonna work this joke's gonna work so I you need to tweak it yeah so you need I'm to tweaking it set. so like I'm usually two or three jokes ahead of what where I am on my set. And so if you tweak it, you're like re- literally reorganizing your brain yeah. to say, okay, this is now the set, not this. So now just think yeah, of this This is set. the path I'm going now. Yeah. Interesting. That's, I, to be honest, like I would have never noticed that blink at all unless like you just said that now, like that's crazy. Like, and that's actually a really short amount of time <laughs> to recalculate and get an entire set tweak. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to do that right now, at least. Yeah. That was the thing when I first started. Like, I obviously, I want to get to a point where I'm so comfortable with my on stage and my jokes that I can rearrange while I'm on stage. Because when I first started, I had my set, and I could not go anywhere. I had to do that. Yeah. And that's basically where I'm at right now is I have my set. I have two sets up with me at any given time. Um, and I have both of them memorized. Like I know all of the jokes. I know, uh, essentially I know what the order is, but I have it up there with me. So I know what the order is. Um, and then if I tweak, I'm not necessarily doing it in my brain. I am, but like I'm physically looking at the sheet and I'm like, okay, so I'm doing this section. Then I'm going to go to this section. Then I'm going to go to this section just because like, I can't cut like, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, cut. Uh, just I can't organize it one joke at a time. I have to do sets of jokes. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I have it like I, my jokes. I visually have them in like four sec, like four joke sections, and so I just have to do different sections. So I'll be like, okay, this joke, and then I'll be like, okay, these this section of jokes they didn't really like, and the next section is similar. So I'm gonna skip that section and go to this section instead. So that's yeah. the way I've, I, carp, uh, 
I can't even say the word. I was trying to carp. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to. Oh, uh, I'm messing up. It's a dumb podcast. It's yeah, dumb exactly. Podcast. It's a stupid podcast. Stupid. <laughs> but one thing though is sometimes when you're ahead, if somebody audience says something or something happens and you lose your spot, you, you kind of forget where you were. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, where am I? <laughs> yeah, because you're already two jokes ahead, yeah. so you, you had to go back to where you yeah. actually. And sometimes when you're telling jokes, it's in cruise control. You've said it so many times, you're not even thinking about it. One time at Black Bear at in the lounge I was doing a show and in the middle of the mermaid joke I got distracted by something and then I couldn't remember the mermaid joke oh no <laughs> it, it, it was probably like a five second pause but when you're on stage it feels like an eternity yeah <laughs> like I can't remember the... well especially like if it's a joke that you know so well. well and you're like how am I blanking right now yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that <laughs> we got the loon clock going on in the back um <laughs> But uh, that that actually just tweaked me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I definitely understand that, especially like if in your head you're in a different spot than where you are on stage. That's got to be tough because like you physically got to like yeah. get yourself into where you actually like. That's a that's a tough transition. <laughs> I've seen pro shows that headliners and stuff lose track too. Because, yeah, because they they're like, now where was <laughs> I? Yeah. Don't even know where I wasn't. Yeah, especially like when they like end up having a heckler and they got to deal with the heckler. Yeah. yeah, or they just do some crowd work and then they get back in their set and like, where was I in yeah. my set? But it is like cool to see them transition and like get back into their set for the most part because like I've definitely seen somebody get off track and either deal with a heckler or like just veer off because all of a sudden they ended up talking about a different subject or maybe it was part of their set. Like you, you don't know. Maybe it was planned. You know. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy. There's a lot of planned screw ups. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what fun thing about hosting the pro show is. There's two shows, so you can see what improv they do in both shows. Yeah, <laughs> it's not actually improv. Exactly. It, just, it seems like it to the audience, yep. but he does that or he or she does that every show. Yeah, yeah. It is crazy to see because I I swear I was like that is such. That, that was such a good reaction to what they said, but it was planned. They were expecting them to say that, and they either had a response for this answer or yep. for this answer, because I talked to them afterwards, and I'm like, that was such a great response, and they're like, oh, no, I had an, I had something for every answer yeah. they, they had for that. Like, I'm like, oh, that makes sense, because <laughs> they had the same answer, this, yeah. the same show, so I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and that's sometimes where after the show, you're like, oh, I should have said this, and you're like, next time. Yeah, yeah and then you take that mental note, and or I have to write down a physical note <laughs> i always have to have to do that but even for like other people when i have notes for other people i still need to make a physical note like i will make a note on my notes be like hey bob you like here's a tag or something like whatever like i just gotta write it down because i'll forget i have a very bad short-term memory unfortunately which is tough for stand-up comedy because you yeah. need to have a good short-term memory but nah but did uh, so we we just got done with our our ten, first ten questions for you. Um, do you have any questions for us? Uh, whether it be uh, any questions about uh, Vandy um, and his stupid hat, um, I was trying to get a reaction. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a reaction. Is it, did I get anything? A little bit. Yeah. 
But uh, anything about Vandy, anything about me, anything about the podcast, um, any questions about comedy for us? Just trying to get mm. an idea in your head. I was going to ask you what your thoughts are on the second Punic War, but... <laughs> I mean, um, the second one, that was my my favorite of the Punic Wars. It is the better. It is the better of the two. Three. Uh, three is what I meant to say. <laughs> I was totally guessing and hoping I was right. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, all all four of those wars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even though I still know the answer. Dang it! I was, I was hoping I was going to be right with the third or with yeah. the second. I, well, why did you start the podcast? Um, I'm assuming somebody's asked you that before. Or did... Well, we we've talked about it, but like it's it's mm-hmm. an interesting story because um, I, I I like Vandy saying this one so i'm gonna let him answer um and if i have anything to add i'll add to it but um yeah when when did what was when did we start the podcast so why did we start the podcast why and when we can we can answer that as well well me and roddy used to work together at the bowling alley and we got on the mics doing uh what was called moonlight bowling we did uh MCing, and we just kind of made fun of people and all that and we gelled really well together and working together we always wanted to start a business together or do something together and we both were doing stand-up and all that and we were like well maybe we can do a, like a dueling comedy act together and it never panned out and finally one day we were like what i i started listening to podcasts and i started getting into them and i was like roddy maybe let's just do a podcast and i kind of pulled the trigger and started buying equipment and roddy's like yeah let's do it and next thing we you know we started doing the podcast and pulled the trigger you just got to kind of pull the trigger on doing it yeah, yeah, we had like oh. some ideas mm-hmm. of what we wanted to do. We didn't necessarily have it down to exactly what we wanted, and like over because we've been doing it for two years now, uh, just over two years, and so we've tweaked it over the the two years, obviously, because like you need to adapt and change things that don't work yeah. and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, we just started and we had a an idea. We just knew we wanted to talk about stuff. We didn't have anything in general. We just wanted to talk about stupid stuff. And so I was trying to figure out, uh, we were trying to figure out a name because obviously like you need a name. And so I was trying to, th- we were both trying to come up with some names. And finally I, I was just like, uh, the the first name that I came up with was the stupidest podcast, huh. just because I, yeah. it was a dumb way to say the stupidest podcast. Um, but then I was also like, Vandy and I were talking about it and we're like, I don't think there is a st- the stupidest podcast. Like what if we just did the stupidest podcast and then we could just be that. And then people don't have to worry about like the spelling of stupiderist. Like how, like I, it's pretty easy, but <laughs> yeah. uh, the audience that we would have, we didn't know if we, they would be able to do it. So, um, and Vandy, I was worried about Vandy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so we, we were just trying to come up with a name. Once we got the name, then we were like, okay, well now, what are we going to do? Like, so we're just like, well, why don't we just ask each other dumb questions? So like our first 10 episodes are only us asking each other random weird questions. And so we got to know each other. So that was the, the, the first concept was just so people could get to know us as hosts. And that blossomed into love. It did. It did. <laughs> now we are, now we're lovers. Um, <laughs> but, uh, for two and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, so we started just asking random questions. That was the only part of the the whole podcast was just questions. Then we were like, okay, well, we need to like change it up because we had like ten episodes, and at that point, um, we only had two mics, so we didn't have any way of having a guest or anything like that. We had uh, two mics and one pod tracker, so this is all we had was just right here in this room. Um, so we're thinking, okay, well, if we want to expand, we need at least another mic if we want to have a guest. And then, um, so we're like, okay, well, let's let's figure out how we want to do this. And then, as I was saying that, um, luckily, my my grandma and my dad gave us a little donation, and so we were able to get two more mics, and so we had enough for two guests and us. So we're like, okay, sweet, let's start getting guests. Like this was way sooner than we wanted, but let's start getting guests. And so we were doing that. That was the way to change it up. And then after a little bit, we're like doing guest episodes and individual episodes. But then we're like, well, we still need to tweak it a little bit. So we added segments. So then we did half the questions and then we split it up into like five segments. So that way we had an hour of questions and an hour of uh, segments. And then uh, now we're at where we're at now. We've changed our segments up and stuff, but it's like just what it is now is half questions, half segments, and then guest episodes are either all comedy or an hour of get to know them with questions and then an hour of the topic that hour. Hmm. So I'm sorry I asked. I know. <laughs> we're we're passionate about the, the podcast. I don't know if you can tell. Yeah. What, what's your high and score bowling? Patreon and now we're diving into anything we want into the Patreon. Yep. All right. His 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 next question. What was your next question? High score in bowling. High score in bowling. Vandy, do you want to answer? Actually, I'm going to answer first because then mine's going to not sound as low. Uh, <laughs> my highest is 27. Was it 276 or 279? 279. 279 was my highest. I almost got it, but not quite that 300. What's your highest series? My highest series is 756. I think that's why I got, yeah, I think it's 756. So I always get those two mixed up, the last two numbers of those. So it's 756, which is pretty good. That's a yeah. pretty good average. Like 800 yeah. is like, that's when you know you hit a pinnacle is 800. 756 is like a well over 240 average. Yep. <clears throat> um, my high, I have, I have multiple perfect games. And then uh, my high series is 814. Yeah, and he has multiple 800 series too. Wow. He's the bowler. He's very good. He looks like it. Yeah, he, <laughs> with that hat, he does. <laughs> All right, Bob, my question for you now. Is Vandy a lefty or a righty? Lefty. He is a lefty for bowling, for bowling. <laughs> Cause he's yeah. he's weird. He's got he's a righty from masturbating. He is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> what did he say? He's a, he's a righty for masturbating. Yeah, I switch. Oh, depends there you on, go. It depends on the day. Yeah, and how tired I get, and how many times I've done it that day. <laughs> I'm a twofer. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when people ask, like, how many times have you done it? Which hand? Yeah. Exactly. Are you like 70-60 or 70-60? The math doesn't add up on that. 60-40? Uh, 60-40. 60-40. Yeah. Left or right? Left strong. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry we're getting into this, Bob. <laughs> I'm offended. 
I'm getting the vapors. <laughs> did did you want to answer the question? <laughs> I am ass backwards though. Like I I golf and I swing a baseball bat right handed, but I do everything else pretty much left. Yeah, I hold a hockey stick left handed. Okay, but the rest right. Interesting. Why why do you think that? Like why do you? I I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I did um, when I first held a guitar. I didn't realize it, but I held it uh, lefty. When I oh. first held it, I think I like because this is this would be lefty, right? If I held it like this, and then this is righty. Yeah, I held yep. it like this the very first time, and it felt weird. And then I like somebody told me to flip it the other way, and I did this, and I'm like, oh, okay, so that 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 feels more comfortable. They're like, yeah, that's a righty. I'm like, oh, okay, I I didn't know. <laughs> I was middle school, I think. I was taking a music class that I had no idea about. But interesting. Yeah. Side note, my both my roommates are music teachers. That's why this we're in the music oh. room. <laughs> Just I wanted you to have some context. <laughs> Makes more sense. Yeah. But and this is also where I do the podcast, obviously. Except for like every now and then we'll go other places. But did you have any other questions for us? Um uh are you the host or the co-host? Oh, <laughs> well, boom! boom. I'm, be if, honest here, Roddy. Be honest. If I if I'm being honest, um, in my head, I am the host. <laughs> now you know he's lying, Bob. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna be. I'll be. I'll be cordial. I think we are both the host, and we're both the co-host. How's that sound? tweaking and you're both the listener and we're both the listener (laughs) actually he listens more than i do if i'm being honest he's he's more of the listener i i do a lot i i I pay attention most of the time when we're recording i'm the one that's paying attention to the sounds and all that yeah our levels and all that because roddy likes to move around a lot yeah well i'm looking at the levels too like the levels have been pretty good for this one i think we'll see when you get to editing but (laughs) Yeah, that's why we have – that's another thing we got uh, for the, the the podcast is we ended up getting a second pod tracker. So he actually – the reason we're able to do this virtually now, um, we do most of our episodes virtually, um, and it sounds like we're in the same room, even though he's in Big Lake. So he's like three hours away. Um, but because of this pod tracker, he can have a mic, I can have a mic, and then like we can each have – up. we can have eight people if we wanted. Wow. Um, I know because we can each have four people on our ends. Um, obviously, that doesn't really – meld very well like talking wise um so we only usually do like four is our max that we've ever done um but yeah it's nice because now we can do it virtually and not have to drive three hours one way just to to do the podcast and back because we did that for the first 20 episodes yeah at least yeah whenever we had a guest too we had to go physically to the guest well yeah it was it was a lot of physical like maneuvering trying to figure out the podcast especially if the guest starts running yeah 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 okay well okay well just follow them (laughs) i'm not gonna be on your i said no (laughs) that's the tough part like we have to find willing guests which is very hard uh especially when it's called the stupidest podcast but yeah yeah. do you have any other questions no i'm good okay sweet 
Well, we're going to get into the second half of our questions then. We have 10 more questions for you. Um, so my first question for you is, do you have any other hobbies outside of comedy that you feel might help you with comedy? Oh, help me with comedy. I don't, I don't know because... Okay, and it doesn't necessarily have to help. Like, um, my example is I feel like disc golf helps me with comedy. I know it sounds weird, but I envision um, disc golf and comedy in the same, like, realm in the fact that... So, I consider each throw its own universe when i'm throwing oh. a disc golf uh disc i'm i'm each throw is its its own universe it doesn't matter what i did behind it doesn't matter what i'm gonna do in head like i am in this universe i need to make a good throw right now it doesn't matter if i just got a double bogey or a birdie or an eagle even i just need to throw this disc good and so i do that with comedy also so like with my jokes as i'm saying the joke i create each uh, i create a new universe for each joke so if i say a joke and it bombs doesn't matter i'm moving on to a new universe i'm saying a new joke i'm moving on and then that joke is now where i'm at and then i say that joke move on to the next one now i'm in this universe and so like that that helps me um in just the fact like how i'm thinking when are you gonna learn that in disc golf um i mean i tied i tied with josh today when (laughs) that's part of the reason why we're late um is because we were just finishing up around two so um but I tied Josh, and he's really good, so I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> I was just giving you shit. Oh, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's just my example um, that I like to use. But Yeah, I don't I, I play the guitar. I'm not very musical. Okay. But, but I guess that's creative. Yeah. Do you, like, come, like, obviously you come up with songs, because I've seen, like, you do your guitar on stage before. Like, yeah. The, like, how often do you do that? I guess, oh, off the stage. Off the stage, I don't know. Whenever inspiration hits me, I just feel yeah. like it. A lot of times, it's probably something I'm watching a TV or something, or listening to something, and all of a sudden, it'll something will hit me, yeah. and then I want to. I'll be inspired to try something. Yeah. But you know, it's another way of, I guess, creatively thinking of something funny. We mm. have to put because they have to make it rhyme some. Yeah. It, yeah. So that helps you think of comedy differently, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you, when you're doing like when you're playing guitar, are you only thinking of comedy, like, or are you thinking of any like music? Like, obviously, oh. you have to do music like while you're doing the comedy, but like, do you think of other lyrics outside of the comedy realm? Mm, not really too okay. much. Yeah. yeah. It's like. I'm not very good at music, so I have to really concentrate. Yeah, I, I'm not musically inclined yeah. at all. Like, I definitely understand that. I can do it, but I have to concentrate. Yeah. I'm not one of these people that just flow. The music flows through them, and they can just go. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I understand that. A lot of my friends are very musically inclined, yeah. and I don't understand it. And it's a mystery yeah. to me how they come up with songs or anything like that. Yeah. Like even a rhythm is yeah. tough for me. People are like, come and jam. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, I can't jam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't really, like I have um, a thumb drum is what it's called. The, the only reason I'm good at it is because it's never out of tune. It's just <laughs> literally always in tune and you can hit whatever you want. And it sounds beautiful. 
and I don't think they have oh no they don't I was gonna show you what it looked like but I don't see it down here but um yeah it's just whatever wherever you hit even if you don't hit the actual things that are meant to be hit it still makes an in tune sound mm -hmm. so like wherever you hit it it's gonna be good so that's the only instrument I'm good at well quote unquote good at yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that you can kind that, of play yeah that I can kind of play and the only reason I play it is just cause it's like a lot of people use it for like uh, relaxing and meditating, and so like a lot of people use it like in meditation sessions or yoga sessions um, all the time. So I got it just because it's relaxing to me, soothing sounds. But I wish I was good at another instrument like a, the guitar or bass or violin or i did take one clarinet lesson from josh the triangle the triangle yep the cowbell, the cowbell. Yeah. cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> um, i did take one lesson from josh in the clarinet he had to do it for class he had to teach somebody that has never taken a music lesson <laughs> and so i i i i have taken a music lesson but it does not show so <laughs> he used so me failed. No, he he passed. He they definitely saw that I did not have any musical talent. So <laughs> <laughs> he was he was able to get away with it. Yeah, but yeah, I can I can fake. They probably it. watched it. I was like, unless oh, you're this really guy good, even die his shoes. <laughs> yeah, I can fake it. Unless you're actually good at music, then you can tell. <laughs> okay, yeah, I if you did it, I wouldn't be able to tell that you're. Like, but if you did it for like my roommates, yeah. they might be able to tell. Like, I think that's a pretty big difference. Yeah, because yeah. if somebody's like, um, like in a band, like they'll they'll know for sure. But I I couldn't tell you anything. There's some people on Instagram and stuff. Like I I hear them sing and stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty nice. And then I'll like show it to somebody, and they're like, that's terrible musically. And I'm like, sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I try not to bring stuff up now. <laughs> you learned. I, I learned. What is your favorite part of doing comedy? And what is your biggest fear in comedy? Uh, sometimes the favorite part of doing comedy is when I'm walking off stage. <laughs> really? Because either it went really well and I can go, yay, I did well in my head. Or if it went bad, I'm like, yay, that's over with. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so either way, you can be happy. I like that. Yeah. Interesting. But, I mean, obviously, if you're killing it and you know this next joke is going to kill, that that's a great feeling. Where you got the audience and you know this, you, you're like, this is coming and yep. this is going to be good. Yeah. Well, especially if the, the jokes leading up to it are good, because then you feel like you're going to get an even bigger laugh than you would on, like, otherwise. Like, I like that. Yeah. No, that, that's a good feeling when you know this is this is going to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also like the feeling, like, sometimes, uh, sometimes I don't, but there are times where, like, I'll have a joke not work, and the next joke is very similar to the one that didn't work. <laughs> and you could definitely just skip that joke and go to the next one. But there are sometimes, like I said, um, when like I hear Joe or Sam in the back, like say like that, like a groan. If I hear a groan, I, it pushes me to do that next bad joke just to just to hear another groan or get some sort of reaction out of them. Because 
I like a reaction better than no reaction. <laughs> like a silent room is scary to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so fear. I mean, there was the big fear of telling a joke so bad that it goes on and becomes on the news. That joke was so bad, it, it, it was on the lightning loop. <laughs> That would be interesting. <laughs> like you're on the nightly news, like, and tonight at a local open mic. <laughs> <laughs> then people were like, "You're the one that told that joke." <laughs> Sorry, uh, I thought it was gonna be good. Yeah, <laughs> it sounded good in my head before I said it. <laughs> yeah, that would be a, a fear, though. That, that's yeah. an interesting one. Other thing is like, I was fear like going to a place and like you have to do a half an hour and you get there and they're like. We need a completely clean set. Oh. And you're like, oh, how do I? <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, like, I've seen you, like. I have clean jokes. I was going to say. Well, and you, I've also seen you do your, your set and tweak it where <laughs> your naughty jokes are, or your dirty yeah. jokes are clean. Like, I've seen that, and that's yeah. pretty good, too. Like, just, especially, like, doing it off the top of your head. Like, that's. Yeah. That's, yeah, I I probably can do it, but it probably wouldn't be. It would be very nervous before I went up there. Yeah, and the worst is sometimes we're keep it relatively clean because that's now you don't know what does that mean. Yeah, yeah. What's what's your relative compared to my relative? Yeah, you know, like I feel like I can get away with this joke, but can I? <laughs> like, yeah. There was one time right when we first started, maybe the first year or so, uh, they had an all night thing at Bayfront Vessel Park. It was a fundraiser thing. And we were going to do stand-up at 2 in the morning. And uh, so we get there to do our stand-up at 2 in the morning. And they said PG-13 or whatever. So, yeah. okay. And we get there. And there's about 20 kids under 10 years old <laughs> right in the front stage. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so you're thinking at 2 in the morning, I can say whatever I yeah. want. Oh. Yeah, for some reason, they, they let their kids stay up here, I guess. There's no school because it's the middle of the summer. <laughs> oh, no. So I, a... I kept saying the word pudding. <laughs> like, I just didn't, I didn't, you know, and I couldn't, I just had my set. Yeah. So whenever it came to a word that was bad, I would just say the word pudding. <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> if, of... if it doesn't make sense or anything. And then I was like, yeah, that was pretty funny, but why did you keep saying pudding? <laughs> like, uh, did you see all the 10 year olds? Yeah. That's nuts. Oh, man. One of the comics, he just had jokes about drugs. He oh. just did it anyways. Yeah, just went with it. <laughs> he yeah. just did it. Well, especially, like, if you have it planned and you're expecting it two in the morning. Yeah. Who's expecting 10-year-olds yeah. at a show like that? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that makes it rough. Damn. Yeah, because every now and then, I think we had that one show where we had, like, the two 14-year-olds. Um, I, I don't remember who said something about it. Did you say anything? No. Oh. I was going to say, I, I don't think so. Um, but somebody mentioned the 14-year-olds, and they were, like, but then, like, they became part of the show. And they ended up, like, being okay with it. But, like, yeah, there was still some stuff said where you're, like, oh, should I have said that? But, yeah. I mean, they're at a show that isn't yeah. supposed to be for 14 year olds it was an open mic like yeah. in a bar so you're like 
I'll I'll just go up there like, you're going to learn something. (laughs) Yep, exactly. You're about to learn some stuff. Maybe you have a conversation afterwards, but. Ask your parents. Yeah. Yeah, if you have questions for me, I'm probably not going to tame them as well as your parents will. So (laughs) ask them. (laughs) But, oh, man. Yeah, that's a that's a big fear of mine now. Good. Going to a two o'clock. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I have some clean jokes at least ready to go so I can yeah. entertain the ten year olds. That's the thing, you you don't know. So yeah. Like, hey, I got this thing and you're like, Oh, okay. And then you get there and it's not what you expect it to be. Yeah. Do you ever ask like when you are getting ready for a show, like when you're like do you like just be like, Hey, do you need like do you ask if they need clean because that's also a, a loaded question because like you don't necessarily want to do a clean set so you don't want to like ask hey do you need a clean set you know what i mean or yeah, do you just i don't really mm, i try to judge the audience and hopefully i'm not going first <laughs> okay yeah but and i when you host the pro show comics will ask you what can you get away with here yeah you know some, so I guess sometimes you kind of just try to get the gif of what yeah you can do or not. And one funny thing is like at, when I used to do uh, the casinos, Black Bear, and the one down in Danbury, and Chuck, the guy who re- ran it, his one rule was just don't say fuck. Oh, you can say anything else, but don't say fuck. That was his one w- rule for some reason. He. Was that his rule? Or I like... think it was his rule because I think it was a way of him classing up the thing. Interesting. You yeah. can say anything else. Like, there's a lot of words that you can say that would be just as bad. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, so some of the comics came with me and I started into the joke with the punchline. So so I'm fairly confident I'll be fucking this bitch any day now. Yeah. Yep. And most of us are going into that joke. They peeked up going, oh, he can't say. Nice. And so when it came to the point, I just said... Uh, so I'm fairly confident I'll be cock-blasting this bitch's moist pussy any day now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so much worse. Yeah. And I just said, I cleaned it up for you guys. <laughs> oh, my. That's hilarious. I love that you did that. <laughs> just made it so much worse. Yeah. The only two people laughing were the comics because they, they understood what I just did. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. This was such a good tweak. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, because, like, you can make things a lot worse than just... Yeah, exactly. Like, you can get very descriptive rather than just using one curse word. Like, mm. you're just going to say, I just can't say that one word. Okay, well, you made this a little more interesting for yourself. Then. <laughs> yeah, that is hilarious how you tweaked that. That's awesome. Uh, so, what is your uh, biggest regret in comedy career so far, if you've had any? That I didn't start when I was 18, 19. Yeah, that's definitely a lot of people answer that one. Yeah, that's that's a, a lot of people want to, and there are some that do. Like we have a couple right now that. Are yeah, there. yeah. When you see that, like because I kind of wanted to, but there was no scene here, and I guess I, and I, I mean, moving, I'd have to move away, and moving away for something you've never done before is kind of. That's yeah. That's yeah, a I big could go risk. up. I move away, go up to one open mic, and go. Oh, I suck, or yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, and now all of a sudden you're committed because yeah. you moved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, you would have had to go to the cities, but again, 
even the cities wasn't the scene that it is now. I would imagine. No. I'm sure there was a, a bigger scene than there was like in yeah. Duluth, but well, if I would have gone right after high school, that was like when Nick Swartzen was starting. And oh dang! So Acme was just starting, and yeah, so that would have yeah. been a good time to. Yeah, I could have befriended him. Yeah, gone with him to New York, and then killed him and took his spot <laughs> in the Sandler. <laughs> so you and Adam Sandler could be best friends. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Dang, that's pretty impressive. I could be playing Terry. I know how to roller skate. <laughs> All right, we need to do that as a sketch. That would be a fun sketch to do. <laughs> we got to remember that. So I'm going to I'm going to remember this time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, that's funny. Yeah, man, that'd be interesting cuz then you would have been at Black Bear a couple months ago. Yeah. Was just <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you maybe you wouldn't have been but you were I've already been there, so I'm I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I could be retired by now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if he wanted to, he could. That'd yeah. be nice. That'd be nice to have that option. Yeah. If you you can do it if you want to, but if you don't have to, you don't. Yeah. Have to. Yeah, if you don't have to, like, yeah. If you want to keep doing it, keep doing it. But if not, great. Like, Or if so, great is what I meant to say. <laughs> I would retire in three yeah. years. Three years. Just kidding. <laughs> but. As I, I don't dream about becoming a famous comic. I dream of retiring as a famous comic. That's, I like that, actually. <laughs> that, that That's really cool. Because obviously that means you already were the comic, but then yeah. you also get to retire and not have to worry about the stress. and the... Yeah, because there is stress with comedy. Oh, yeah. You have to do it a lot. Yeah. Now you have to do it a lot, and there's, like, you need to find good places to do it. You need to get your reps in. You got to make sure, that, yeah, there's a lot more to yeah. comedy than a lot of people think. Yeah. Especially if you want to do it professionally, then you have to deal with all the behind the scene stuff. Yeah. A lot of travel. Yeah, I I I haven't uh had that experience yet, but I can only imagine that there's a lot more to the profession than all of the things that some people think. Like especially like even just doing comedy, like if it's different doing comedy than it than you ever thought it was, imagine doing it professionally. Yeah. That's gotta be a whole nother beast. Yeah. That's the other thing I wanted I wish I started younger because then traveling and stuff, that's an adventure. You're twenty or something, going out this is an adventure, but when you're my age now, that just seems like a pain <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a chore at that point because yeah. you're like, okay, well now I got to go do this. So it's more of a gotta do this rather than yeah, I, I get to do this. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, just need that Star Trek technology beam me <laughs> over there, do my set, and then beam me back home. Yeah, just, you. It would be really cool. Obviously, it's not the same though. But you, if you could like create a stage uh, at your house, and like virtually be there like you're just a hologram yeah but you're physically there like people see you that'd be cool yeah maybe i'm assuming probably someday like that or the metaverse yeah we got to do that That, that'll be our thing then we can become millionaires and we can retire whenever we want yep (laughs) all right um have you ever bombed bob and if so what did you learn from the experience (laughs) everybody bombs yeah (laughs) Uh, first well the big thing is keep going that's the first thing <laughs> a lot of people first time they bomb they're done yeah and because you have to tell yourself it's gonna happen it's gonna happen a, a lot 
and so just keep going then in it is true you learn more from bombing than you do doing well yeah because it really gets you to think of why didn't that work what can i change what can i do different and you really it really motivates you to really think about what you're doing so it's a good motivator and it really yeah it helps yeah and you, you shouldn't be afraid to bomb. Sometimes you get like that too, where you're like, "I don't want to bomb, so I'm going to do my best stuff and yeah, but not you, take chances." Yeah, I was going to say I've even bombed using some of my my better material, which is a tough thing because you're like, "This is supposed to be the like." I've actually had somebody come up to me after a, a set, and they're like, "Oh, like it was it was it was fine. Like maybe just next time, just use your mm-hmm. your your good stuff." And I'm like, "That was my good stuff." <laughs> So that that sometimes is, yeah. is tough. Then you get the Minnesota audiences where they don't laugh, and then after the show, I loved this show. You did really great. Like, why didn't you laugh? Yeah, there was no sound from <laughs> your area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's tough too. Yeah, uh. yeah. It's tough when like, like I said earlier, like when there's no sound. That's the toughest part. Like, even if I get a groan, like, it's not what I want, but, like, it's better than just nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Sometimes you go up there, you, you know, there's, like, two or three people there. They don't seem interested. Then you know, well, this isn't going to be fun, but I'll just get through it. Yeah. Know? That's a little easier. The worst is when you think, this is going to be a great show. And even if you don't bomb, but you don't do what you thought it was going to, that can be really disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Because, like, sometimes there's there's nights where you're like, ah, this might not go well. And then it goes well, and you're like, oh, mm. that was that was pretty sweet, you know? And so your expectations were set low and then exceeded rather than set high and then not quite get there. Even though, like, it was the same show, it would have been regardless of what your thoughts were. It's mm. just disappointing. Then there's the frustration of when... You think you can? You're just about to get the audience. You're like they're they're doing well, but you you're never able to just get them really rolling. Yeah, and you they're there, and you, you just miss the, you keep missing the opportunity. Yeah, and that gets frustrating when you're like, oh, they I did good, but I could have done better. Yeah, so you're I like just missed it. Yeah, you're like pushing them up the hill, pushing them up the hill. You're almost over to the top. You can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I've. I haven't, like, had a lot of that just because, like, I've done a lot of shorter sets. I haven't been able to, like, push it as high as yeah. I want to. Um, I, I would love to, like, be able to, to try to, like, maneuver that. And I, I feel like I've done it some sets, like, with even with shorter sets, like, seven, eight minutes, like, when I'm, like, doing, like, the, the pro show. Um, I feel like I was able to get more of a role than I was, like, at an at an open mic. Uh, it also helped that there was a bigger crowd, obviously. It was a... a a sold out a sold out crowd so it was like a big crowd um and i was able to get more of a role on that than i have in the past um but yeah it, it, i can't imagine getting close to the top close to the top close to the top but just not being able to to get that yeah that would be frustrating <laughs> yeah especially when you're expecting to be able to like you just see somebody else do really well or something yep dang have you ever done the opposite of that? Like when somebody like somebody goes up, they bomb and then you're next. Like 
have you ever been able to turn that around? All the time. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I knew that. Was, it was a conceited it, answer, but it's true. It, it was a loaded question. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, I've seen that actually. That's why I, yeah. I, I asked it. Sometimes but. it's fun if you're like, I, I got this. Yeah. I bet it's a fun challenge too, because yeah. you're like, okay, well, let's let's see if I can't do this again, or <laughs> like, but yeah, that's I I always like try to uh, like I don't know how to put this um, when I'm like doing a, a set and I'm like not going well and I'm trying to turn it around on stage. Um, I try to build up to my best jokes. Um, I guess, how would you, like, in your experience, would you start, like, just go into some of your good jokes or would you build up to it, kind of do some mediocre, like, better than what you're doing now and get to the bigger one so you, you have a better ending? Or how would you do that? First of all, you you need to hit them right off the bat. Yeah, yep. So hit them off the bat and then... Well, I, I guess I kind of do a build-up of stuff, too. Where I, when I'm first starting, build, get them off the bat, but also, if you're going long, you have to build your character. Let them know who you are. Let them like you as your character, or hate you if you want to go with that direction. Yeah. But let them understand your character, because then it's a lot easier to get away with jokes later on if they know where you're coming from. Yeah, and then, and then I guess you want to end well too. I've seen a lot. At middle is always the hardest. If you're going long, the middle's the hardest part to mm-hmm. keep people's attention. Every five minutes more you do, it's a lot much harder to keep. Yeah, and that's the difference. You see that a lot with the feature comics at the pro shows. Is a lot of them don't have a middle. They mm. it goes down. Yeah, they have a, a good start and a good finish, but their middle is lacking. Yeah. yeah, and then you also should have uh, a couple jokes that you know, if it starts going down, that you can bring out, that can bring them back up. Mm. So if you know it's like, oh, it's starting to go down a little, yeah. I want to put in this joke now, try to get it back yeah. rolling. So you should have a few of those. Yeah. No, that, that's very good advice, because like... Um, I've retailored a little bit of my sets now because um, I used to like do some all new sets. Like I would do f- a brand new five minutes and sometimes they didn't go well. I would bomb and I'm just like, okay, well, need to tweak that, you know, like it just didn't go well. So now I've added where I'm like starting off good. I want to start off with a punch and I want to end with a punch and I'm trying to figure out the middle. The middle isn't as important to me. Um, I want to end, start and end well is my, my most important thing um but i'm starting to do like about because we get five minutes i do uh two minutes of proven material that i I feel very confident in two minutes of stuff that i'm retesting maybe it didn't go well maybe it did go well but i'm just trying to retest the waters um and then a a minute of new stuff is my my new formula (laughs) yeah that's why when i feature have a half an hour like i want to know if i have a half an hour that means there's no lull I can get them from beginning to end. Yeah. That's that's now I feel f- more confident as a feature. Before that, I didn't want to try f- for featuring doing half an hour because if I had like 20, even 25 minutes, 
Like, I, I needed that extra... That five minutes. You don't want to have that five minutes of lull. Yeah. Not necessarily lull, but it's not as tight as your, your 25. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. And then there's a spot where I, I was... Whenever I thought of, oh, this is a good joke, but I'm like, but I'm going to pull this joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> so do you do that... Um, like, obviously, like, it sounds like you're able to do that on stage. Do you do that a lot on stage? Like, pull a joke and pull in a new one? Sometimes. Yeah. And I'm pretty good. Yeah. I I pretty much have the basics set. Mm. And then there's been times where I, I've had to pull, like, this is a new one. Yeah. Or, and then switch it out with a whole different direction yeah well yeah because then yeah you might have to tweet yeah the rest of your set yeah but i have enough jokes that i have confidence in that even if it's not going well i'm gonna keep going with these and that's the other thing you have to do is trust your stuff yeah especially at the beginning of your set if it's not going as well at the very beginning you see a lot of new people that you can see their self-esteem nosedive and then they're Mm. done there's no getting it back yeah you have to just keep believing yourself, keep going, and some, a lot of times you'll get the audience then. Yeah. It just takes a while. Just don't panic. Yeah, don't panic, and you got to keep going, keep trucking along, and get get through it. Get get to it, I should say, because you want to obviously get back onto the, the track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dang. Uh, uh, would you consider yourself a funny person off stage? When I'm around friends and stuff. Otherwise, if I'm just going about my day, I don't joke very often. Okay. Like, like at work and stuff? At work, not, I yeah. don't really joke. And then, yeah. So some people, they don't, they're surprised I do stand-up because they've never seen me joke or do anything. Yeah. It's like, wow, you're like the last person I could see doing stand-up because you never tell jokes. <laughs> have they ever, like, have you ever told them to, like, come watch you or do you try to uh, avoid that? Sometimes. Yeah. I'll say, but people always say, oh, I'll come see you, and then they never do. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. But when I'm around friends, I'm comfortable with, and then I joke a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. I'm the same way. I, I do joke at work every now and then with certain people because there's like some yeah. people at work where you don't have that relationship with them. So you don't yeah. want to like push that, especially like you don't want to get an HR call. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely understand that. I know Vandy, he's he's always joking at work, though. All the time. <laughs> well, he, he well, works. Still- yeah, he works construction and does snow plowing. So. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're construction, there's a lot. Yeah. Or not I, not uh, construction. Um, what? what am I trying to say? Landscaping is what I was trying to say. Landscaping. Yeah, I always tell the guys at work, I go, if I'm not joking around with you or making fun of you, I go, then probably don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I definitely I, understand. Um, what is your most memorable night of comedy? Oh, jeez. That's <laughs> a... And it doesn't have to be, like, good or bad. I mean, it could be both. Like, it could yeah. be, yeah. I'm trying to think of the... F- I mean, a lot of good ones. I, I guess the most memorable story would be the time I opened for Screech. <laughs> nice. Yep. Try to tell that story. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Good old Dustin Diamond. Yep. So my friend Randy, he was the one that was his opener opener. So he brought me along to do 10 minutes and then stuff. And uh, 
this was down in Eau Claire. And uh, there's a bachelorette party in the front, and it was a bad show. And <laughs> and uh, I did okay, I guess. You know, and Randy, they just didn't care. I felt bad for Randy because mm. they wanted Dustin, so oh. they totally ignored him and yelled stuff out. You know, and Randy then went short because and then when Dustin went on stage, he immediately just said, "You are the worst fucking audience ever." <laughs> just Dang. tore into them. That's yeah, and then it goes. Oh, Screech just swore. Yeah, so they almost ate it up. They were like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. and then he went short too. I think he was supposed to do like forty minutes, and he did like (laughs) twenty. Oh wow, he went real short. (laughs) Yeah, because he just wasn't in the mood. Yeah, well, I mean, the crowd ruined it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and they ruined it for themselves. And afterwards, you know, he has his pictures. You had to pay twenty bucks to get a picture with him. And he was adamant of getting that 20 bucks before you got that picture. <laughs> wow, interesting. Huh. Yeah. Then after the show, uh, he didn't want to go back to the hotel. He wanted to go home, and he lived in Port Washington, Wisconsin, just north of Milwaukee. Mm, so also, also where the TV show Step by Step was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's yeah. Uh, that was That took place. I don't know. <laughs> I like it matters. <laughs> But uh, so uh, I agreed to drive him home. And it was kind of funny because my, I was having engine trouble. And I wasn't supposed to drive anyways. Randy was going to take his grandma's car to drive us. And uh, he couldn't get the car. So I had to drive. And my car was had an engine problem. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can make it all clear and back. And then they're like, oh, you want to drive us to Port Washington too? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I didn't make so, uh we left late at night, and uh, eventually Randy was in the back, and he kind of fell asleep. And then so it was just Dustin Diamond and I in the front, you know, talking about his life and stuff, and it was kind of surreal. And then it's like, oh, we got any music? And I had a Huey Lewis in the news, Greatest Hits. He's like, oh, I love Huey Lewis. <laughs> so we put that on, and we just kind of jammed it. <laughs> so I'm, like, driving down the interstate at, like, 2 in the morning, and I'm rocking out to Huey Lewis in the news with Screech from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Just gotta say, like, that's like cool. this is surreal. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so we got to his house and uh, we crashed at his. He let us crash there, and he had a huge couch thing, and uh, the blanket that I used ha- was just a, just a giant picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was so appropriate. It's like <laughs> that. That is awesome. It's just him. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is exactly what I Yeah, this is this is for all my guests too. They they need to know whose house they're at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the next morning he was having fun showing us all the pirated movies he had. <laughs> it's like his way of getting back at Hollywood. Uh, yeah, they you guys got... screwed me over. Well, I'm gonna pirate your movies. <laughs> and watch them. <laughs> and watch them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, especially because like he wasn't selling them. He's just no. He's just watching for himself. <laughs> but he was showing us all the pirate movies he had. <laughs> he's proud of it. That is a that's a an interesting brag. <laughs> yeah, I got to see the knife that he later stabbed somebody with. <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> he carried it with him. He's, he's like, look at my knife. <laughs> yeah, holy cow! Was it like the switch nut blade? Okay. Like, yeah. One of those ones that you can flip around and do tricks yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> but That's an interesting story, though. Yeah. So then I, I want to get a picture of him before I left, but I didn't have 20 bucks on me. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he still, he even wouldn't. <laughs> no. No, I didn't, I didn't ask, but I didn't oh, want that'd to. that would have been funny. <laughs> yeah. If he actually did say. Yeah, I need 20 bucks, though, man. But the funny thing is, he was supposed to pay for gas, and we left, and Ronnie's like, he gave you gas money. I'm like, no. It's like, I thought he didn't give me gas money. It's like, so he stiffed us. Wow. <laughs> he stiffed me on gas. So, to, so when Dustin Diamond died, I was like, oh, great. There's 20 bucks I'm never going to get back. <laughs> he still owes me gas money. That's awesome. So like, for the rest of my life, Dustin Diamond will owe me gas money. <laughs> that's, oh, man. Have you ever told that on stage? Um, Once. or I think somebody said, hey, tell that story on stage. So yeah. I, I should. You got to tell that story on stage. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. That'd be tough. I think that's yeah. one example of a story where. That's tough to add jokes to. <laughs> like that's gonna like that's gonna yeah. be a tough one. Yeah, and he he died. I'm like, oh, why do bad things keep happening to me? No, I'm gonna get that money. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a punchline in itself. Yeah. <laughs> you should have somehow like went back like and just asked for the blanket. Just, Can I just have the blanket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You should have somehow like snuck that out. Do you think he would have been? You would have been able to get that out? No, no. He knew, he knew that was. He wouldn't know. Yeah, oh yeah. And he'd be furious. <laughs> I want my face blanket. <laughs> Just like I want my gas money. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you realize that he didn't pay? Like you guys were about already... a half an hour out. Oh, so it wasn't even worth going back. Yeah, yeah. We we're already on the interstate and. Damn. How do you go back? How do you go back? Yeah, I asked for a guest. Yeah, what's yeah, what's the, the you ring the doorbell and just be like, hey, uh, by the way, we already drove an hour now. <laughs> We've been gone for an hour, but we're back for that gas money. Yeah. We just spent twenty dollars of gas money to come get this twenty dollars of gas money. <laughs> Mr. Belding would be very upset with you if you don't give <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> Zach would have paid us. Zach would have paid us way up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that is uh yeah. that's a crazy story. <laughs> I love that like <laughs> there's no end to the story now. Like it's just it, you just are always going to be owed that $20. <laughs> you can't yeah. even like can you go to his estate and just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make a claim? <laughs> uh can I fill out a form? I got to get $20. You, you should just send a letter every month. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, end up, no. yeah, end up like how much stamp like money would you have to put in? <laughs> it's the principle. Yeah, well, no, eighty-three you, cents or whatever. Yeah, every time. either either that or yeah, charge them an additional stamp amount of money every time you send them a letter. I know lawyers on their invoices they put the price of the stamp for the letter for the invoice. What in their invoice? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. That is in what. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I did account payable for my work for a couple of years, and <laughs> and I, I it made me laugh so hard when I saw there was the the stamp the fee. stamp for the in the stamp for the invoice <laughs> that they said. <laughs> wow, how petty does it get when you're charging for the stamp that you have to send out? Ah, <sighs> oh, that's annoying. That's funny, but. <laughs> I would be upset. No. You're going to charge me 83 cents of whatever yeah. it is, whatever the amount is. Like, that's annoying. You're a lawyer. You're making... Ugh. Yeah. 
That's how they get you. No Jeez. stamps. I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm not. I'm not gonna get a lawyer just because of the stamp fee. Like, I don't care how much they're gonna charge me. I don't care. But if they're charging that stamp fee, they're not my lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be just as petty as they are. <laughs> oh man. All right. What is the coolest place that you've ever performed? Uh coolest place you know actually a great spot is in marquette michigan Mm. they have this they have their two is on a tuesday but it fits maybe 150 200 people and it's packed really yeah in the front row is sofas and people just kind of chill and relax oh that's fun yeah it was such a great atmosphere and that's like an open mic it, it was an open mic. They have an open mic and then the pro show afterwards. Interesting. I like that. I've actually, like, uh, we, we go through Marquette. Like, we go camping up in the Keweenaw, which is yeah. the Upper Peninsula, and we go through Marquette. And I didn't know that because now if we ever do that again, I yeah. want to Yeah, I think they're off in the summer, but in because oh. of sco- the, because of sco- they're probably a lot of college students. That's who most of the... Yeah, the audience is. Yeah. Then they took a p- taco break. What? Take a break so everybody could have tacos. <laughs> is that the? I'm assuming in between the open mic and the pro show. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. A taco break. <laughs> that that sounds fun because um I was listening um to uh why can't I think of his name Pat Oswald and he was talking about one of the worst experiences that he had and it was because of a break that they took um where his opener went on and then they took an hour break. And they did a shot special. Oh, God. And then let everybody drink. And then Pat Oswald got on stage. Uh, I think this was actually a stand-up show of his. But um, then he talks about how they just basically yelled his career at him. Yeah. And he got off stage. He didn't say a single joke. And he yeah. got paid a ton for that show. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... I like a taco break. That's way better than a shot <laughs> break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marquette, Michigan. I might have to. I want to look. That. You said it's a Tuesday. Uh, it was. This was a, like oh, 20, a while. No, I think it was twenty thirteen. So ten years. Okay. So I have to look it up to see if they still have one. If they do, I kind of want to hit that up one time. That'd be fun. Yeah. Take, take a Tuesday. I'll go. Out. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I'll. Uh, if if that's still going, let me know because I would take a Tuesday. Because out. they came to Dublin's a couple times too. Really. The, the open micers from out there. Okay. How many of them are there? Well, there was about five or okay, but then yeah. yeah, and I felt bad because the Dublin show was nowhere near as good. As yeah, the, it wasn't as good as theirs, yeah. so they were yeah. Like, but that was, I think, wasn't that around the time where uh, there was at least there was a scene in in Duluth at that time? Right? Yeah, it was just, just lesser. Yeah, lesser. Yeah, but again, that's probably being in Marquette. They said either Duluth or Green Bay. You know, oh, like, you have to drive if you wanna. I wonder what the the scene is like in Green Bay because Green Bay really isn't huge town except no. for the Packers, obviously. Yeah. But I don't know much about the the town because it doesn't seem super large. No. Yeah, there's not much there. Yeah, I've I've been there only for Packer games, and obviously there's a lot of people in that part of town. But hmm. yeah, that'd be a that'd be a fun one to do, especially with the couches. That just seems I, like. It's I feel like you're just you just want the couches. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do want the couches, but I just like the fact that like 
people are going to want to sit in the front row then. Yeah. Like, you're encouraging people to sit in the front row. And the audience was great. Yeah, that's... I like that because, like, a lot of the time, like, when you're doing an open mic, people don't want to sit in the front because they don't know what to expect. They don't know if they're going to get made fun of or what. Um, Even at, like, a pro show, though, like, they're like some of them are wanting to be in the front. They no, they want the attention. Those are the ones you don't want. In exactly, the front. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I've noticed that. I I had that one time uh, where it was a birthday party, mm-hmm. and I told the comics right away. I'm like, hey, want to let you know there's a birthday party up front. They seem pretty energetic, so just wanted to give you that heads up. <laughs> so and they they appreciated that, but um, yeah, that's a that's a cool place to to perform. All right, um, where would you do a special if given the opportunity? Uh, actually, I have thought about that. Do I do it in Duluth at home? Like, yeah. But then I'm going, well, they'd, they'd know me too well, though. Mm. That's the other thing, too. I might want to choose another place that's... Where you feel like you're going to get like an authentic reaction. Yeah, an authentic yeah. reaction. Or it's just... Yeah. And that I wouldn't know. Yeah, that's... It's tough because, like, I've always thought it'd be really cool to go to, like, Acme. Um, I think that'd be a really fun place because I've, I've performed there a few times. Yeah. And it's it's a fun, like, it's a great crowd every time I've been there. Um, but, yeah, is is that too local? Like, are the people that know you going to follow you to that? Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's tough to. Yeah. Or do you go to the. Be like Carnegie Hall. <laughs> yeah, just go to just just go all out. Go all out. <laughs> yeah, you could. Might as well if 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 you got the the budget for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I'm, I don't know what that would would even be, but I'm sure it would be a pricey one. Yeah, or just go out in the middle of the desert by yourself. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Uh, that's like a Dimitri Martin thing. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about like being in open spaces. <laughs> so going to the beach or the, the desert would be, <laughs> uh, that'd be funny. Um, that an would act, be fun. Though. An active war zone. <laughs> <laughs> Where the, there's currently war <laughs> yeah, going on. I'm over in Ukraine just trying to tell jokes <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> But you're like doing it in like a reporter style, so you're yeah. like just going up to like one or two people at a time, just like, "Hey, how's this joke?" Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go over here. Stop me <laughs> if you've heard this one before. <laughs> Don't stop me. Otherwise, only stop me if you've heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stop me to do what you got to do. But. <laughs> be funny. There's an explosion. Just be. Oh, ignore that. Okay. That, yeah. that, that's. Uh, why are you heckling me over yeah. there? Stop heckling. <laughs> I'm killing it up here. Look at all these people. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have once I was at VIP and they had the, it, we were up against the window. Yep. And the uh, ambulance went by and I just said, <laughs> yeah, I'm killing it. <laughs> uh, did you ever find out what that ambulance was for? No. I figured. <laughs> That'd be interesting it, to. One time the cops came into VIP because this, this I think homeless person was complaining that their something was stolen from them and mm. something I can't remember exactly, but the cops had to come in and I was on stage when the cops were there. <laughs> so I tried to time it so I was in the middle of my pedophile joke when the cops <laughs> walk in. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, like, oh hey, yeah, it's like, oh uh, maybe I should talk. Uh, anyways, uh... <laughs> that's funny. That's really good timing on your part. 
Oh man. Um. So, what do you normally wear on stage? Would Clothes. You... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to end it at that. I, just, <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> Clothes. Uh, no. So, what do you normally wear on stage? What would you like to wear, uh, or would you like to change? If so, what would you like to wear? A banana hammock. <laughs> Just that. <laughs> you and Vandy would get along. He wants he wants to try that on the podcast. That's like if we like when we decide to go video, he says that's one of the first things he wants to wear on video. Yeah. There's no try. That's what's gonna happen. I'm not. Mm-hmm. He's gonna wear that swimsuit and I'm gonna wear a suit. I should buy a suit. Just yeah. to, to stand up in a suit. But uh I don't I'd like to try that at least once. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Like I've I haven't worn a, a full out suit, but you've seen like I dress up a little yeah. bit sometimes. I like that. Um, I like the fact that like um, what Danny like the reason I did it was because I was it was actually on Danny's episode yeah. where she suggested it, and uh, I like her idea because like you're dressing up for them because they're coming out to see you. And so you're like, it's a way of showing them respect. And I like that. Um, especially, especially since it like also goes with some of my jokes and against some of my jokes. So it, it kind of works, um, in that aspect too. Cause like if I dress up nice, they're not thinking, Oh, that guy's going to tell stupid dad jokes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So I don't know. I try to go against what people say, uh, or go with it or against it. But, Sometimes it's a hit or miss, depending on the yeah. joke with the suit. When I did the casinos, I'd wear my black khakis and a nicer shirt. And then Chuck Kiar says, I like the way you dress. <laughs> Showing the audience you respect them. And so. Yeah. But then sometimes you don't know because sometimes it's a t-shirt and jeans because sometimes it's a low-key place and you don't want to be in a suit in some country bar. And Yeah, yeah, exactly. That wouldn't necessarily work with the audience. If they see you in the suit, you're automatically going to think something else about you that you don't want. And I learned that actually from uh, Wendy Mayberry. Um, I did a show and I was wearing a, a Rams logo on my shirt. And she's like, I would try to avoid wearing logos just in case like somebody doesn't like the Rams. They're automatically going to hate you like and not listen to what you have to say. So like, I learned that from her pretty early on which was nice but yeah that's why when i do green bay i'm gonna wear my vikings jersey (laughs) (laughs) i would love to see that set (laughs) see if you can win them over or are are you just gonna go straight to like the bad guy like no no i'll just do my regular set and just pretend pretend i'm not even wearing it yeah (laughs) just be like well why do you guys just seem not to like me like why don't you guys like me (laughs) yeah just keep doing packer jokes yeah <laughs> like positive packer jokes like no negative. Oh, okay negative that would have been funny like you're doing jokes about the packers but like in favor of them but you're wearing the vikings <laughs> that would be funny yeah like i'm a i'm a really big packers fan uh <laughs> yeah see what they actually have to say like okay he's contradicting himself but do i like him do i hate him <laughs> i should try that do a set that's totally contradictory yeah yep that'd be fun just like where so confused. Yeah. <laughs> Their heads would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> or like wear like a twins shirt, but talk like just talk smack about baseball the entire time. Like I hate baseball so much. <laughs> no. I once had a woman say, I'll never fuck you because you like baseball. What? <laughs> How is that a thing? 
You I like baseball, so I'm not going to have sex with you. Yeah. Vandy would be screwed. He played a lot of baseball as a, yeah. as a young child. But about what? Seven years later, the twins had a bad season. I wasn't really into it. I banged her. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you got her back. She didn't even see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Did she like just like just because you stopped talking about baseball then, or like what? <laughs> no. Yeah, it, That's way. There's way more. Way more to it than yeah. that. Yeah. It is funny, though, that that coincided with each other. <laughs> like it just happened the Twins had a bad season. So, okay, well, now I, can, I, can, yeah. now I guess we can lay together, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Um, if you could open for any comedian, who would you want to open up for? Uh, Schwartzen would be good because I think I'd do well with his audience. Yeah. Jezelnik. That'd be a fun one. That would be a really fun one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other comics that... Like that, that you would meld with? Yeah. Yeah. But maybe it'd be, it'd be fun to do one that I wouldn't... Yeah. Think, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I should have my special at like the Apollo. Ooh. That's like, a good... That'd be a fun one. You yeah. should do it. And then uh, who who would you be opening for? Or who would be opening for you? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just do something different, totally different audience to see if I can win them. If I, that would also be fun, too. Yeah. See if you can win them over. Yeah. Like, that'd be crazy, like, if you did that, but, like, all of a sudden you had the best set of the night, even though they were there specifically <laughs> for that other comedian. That'd be, that'd be a tough challenge, but that'd be, that'd yeah. be a fun one. Yeah, Larry the Cable Guy used to rib Jeff Foxworthy about that. Oh, really? Because Larry was his opener. Yeah. <laughs> oh, opener's bigger than... <laughs> and he'd always say, oh, I'm better, I can I can do this. Yeah. I mean, I like Larry, too. That's uh, Vandy's, his dad's favorite comedian. That was his, his dedication for, for his episode. Oh. We actually had him on, but he's not a comedian, but we talked about welding. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's a really good welder. Hmm. But yeah, that'd be interesting. The I like the Apollo though. It'd be a fun one to. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea if I do well or not. Yeah, well, I mean, it's so it's so tough. Like I'm, uh, I I I don't mean to bring this back to disc golf, but um, yes, you do. <laughs> um, just it, it's so crazy because like you could play a course like our house like we were just playing today at our house but then you go to a, a pro course and then you see the difference and it's just crazy like how much of a difference there could be in 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 just a set for for stand-up like going to a place like dublin's compared to the apollo <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> Big like i'm gonna do i'm gonna go do an open mic on thursday to set up for my set at the apollo on Friday or Saturday. <laughs> like, would that help at all? <laughs> Not even close. No. But, sorry, I had to go back to disc golf. I, I talk mm. about disc golf quite a bit. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Bob got a chance to watch me play three holes when he got here. That that might have been the reason why it took us a little longer to, to get ready. I figured. <laughs> That's why I was outside waiting for him. Greatest moment of my life. <laughs> He's never going to get those three holes back now. 
<laughs> That's but. what she said. <laughs> I don't know if that works. Eh, I like I like it. I like it. But I think we're to that time of the night. What time of the night are you talking about? Dedication time, baby. Dedication. So each of our episodes we like to dedicate to a comedian. Uh whenever we have a a guest on the podcast, we like to have that guest then dedicate their episode. Um, so we're going to have Bob dedicate to his comedian of choice. Uh, Bob, who would you like to dedicate your episode to? Wendy Liebman. Wendy Liebman. Um, I know we briefly talked about this uh, before we started uh, recording. I actually, I don't know Wendy, but you said that I should know her. And I'm yeah. surprised that I don't. You Well, you'd like her style because it, it's a lot of it's one timer or one liners but wordplay and yeah yeah, yeah it's hard to, to when someone hasn't seen yeah when when somebody hasn't seen it yeah is it so is she the style where like is, does she tie all of hers together or is she kind of like me where it's kind of sporadic and like I'll talk about one subject and then completely change it it kind of goes from one set but it kind of flows she does a good job of okay flowing it okay yeah because that's Did you look her up i have not no i my phone is like on here and i my internet on my computer isn't doing great but let me i can look her up quick well, I, I, you've got to know her I, th- I, th- I would think you know her okay so wendy Oh, she looks very familiar. I don't know. Oh, yes, I have seen her. Okay. I did not recognize her more recent pictures. I recognize her. Yes. Uh, Danny sent a, a video of her before. Yes. I remember. She's yeah. And she's very tight with her yes. one-liners, too. She is very, very good with her, yeah, her I, material. I need to, yeah, I'm going to look more into her because, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, I liked her when I was younger. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she was like, it. I think she was '90s, right? In, yeah. Into early 90s. 2000. '90s, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, because I want to look more into her because um, her fo- more recent pictures, I didn't recognize her, but yeah, I definitely know who you're talking about now. And I've, I've only, you've known her. yeah, I've only seen maybe three videos of hers, but all of them were hilarious, very tight, and just one after the other just laughs per minute up the wazoo like she's crazy good at that yes. and yeah and just the the way she like is able to build and lead from one thing to the next like is incredible yeah because she kind of went away for a little while and then all of a sudden oh yeah I forgot. yeah yeah that's a very good dedication especially because like vandy has been doing a lot of the the deep dives because every time we have a dedication we do a deep dive of that uh that uh comedian and i almost want to take this one vandy go for it so once once we get to it uh because we're on a backlog right now and all of the deep dives are going to be on our patreon and so once once those get recorded um once vandy starts doing more i'm going to do uh some of them Uh, we might do some of them together but i think i might at least want to join if vandy wants to do this one too but yeah, I I think she'd be fun to look into. Yes. So did, yeah, did, did she do any like anything outside of stand up? Do you know? I 
I didn't get a chance to look into it. I was just curious if you knew. He's probably done some stuff. Well, you remember Dr. Katz? Um, it sounds familiar, but I can't. Animated show on Comedy Central. Is it right now? No. It was okay, so... I was going to say, I don't, I haven't watched it. I remember <sighs> Dr. Katz. Sorry. We're, we're looking some stuff up. Vandy, do you have anything you'd like to no. add? It's late. Not, Why don't you have them do, do blogs? Yeah, do you have any anything you'd like to, to plug moving forward? Um, again, this oh. is going to be recorded uh, or be released, I should say, um, on Monday the 24th of April. Yeah, let's see. May 19th, I'll be doing the Gopher Hole, the Gopher Lounge. Uh, June 10th, Dublin's doing the pro show there, doing a feature spot. Uh, and then I'll be doing shows... On Memorial Day weekend, I think Baudette and War Road with Patrick. Okay, nice. So, if anyone Where from... Where can people find you? Uh, my Instagram, probably, is Bob Astrak. Okay. I, I have it spelled correctly and then spelled the way it's... Phonetically. Phonetically. Yeah. So you have you have two things of Instagram then? Well I have well I have the my main name and then my Instagram handle. I just spell it so how it's yeah. sounds. Okay. No that, that makes sense. Yeah, because if if you were to spell it the way that it's spelled, it's yeah. a it's a little different than how you would yes. normally do it. <laughs> yeah. So the way yeah, Ace Track just A C E T R A C K. Okay. Bob. Uh well, how do you spell that? <laughs> uh b oh, wait oh no i said it backwards uh, <laughs> i was hoping you'd do that yeah have to do that yeah otherwise my last name is spelled o-e-s-t-e-r-r-e-i-c-h it's german for austria is it interesting i did yeah i, I was i didn't know like you're like rademacher is also german but it means uh, wheel maker <laughs> yeah. yeah that's yeah. Austria. So yeah. Bob Austria. Yeah. Österreich. <laughs> <laughs> How you'd say it in German. Oh, really? Say that one more time? Robert Österreich. <laughs> Interesting. I don't think I could say it. I was going to try, <laughs> but I don't think I could do it right. I'm going to not attempt it. <laughs> but, well, sweet. Um, thanks, Bob, for being on. This, is, this has been a fun episode. I got to... Uh, learn quite a bit and uh i really just enjoy talking about comedy and it's uh, i've noticed <laughs> i get i get uh pretty enthusiastic yeah it, the, comedy and disc golf i get pretty enthusiastic about <laughs> so when you do comedy you just talk about disc golf and when you're doing disc golf you just talk about comedy i do talk about <laughs> comedy a lot like to other disc golfers and i feel like i annoy them but i don't really care <laughs> i like talking about it so I'm trying to get some of the disc golfers in the area like that I, I play with to come to our shows because we just had a, on, what was it, Thursday before we had our, our show, we had a, a, a meetup with all the disc golfers and we just did a, a disc exchange. <laughs> and I was trying to have them come to Dublin's, but they didn't. Oh, well. So. All right. Well, sweet. Well, uh, yeah. yay. Thanks for coming on, Bob. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Are we going to do the outro now or are we going to do that after? 
Um, we can do it after if you want. Okay, we'll we'll do that after. But thanks again, Bob. Um, again, this was uh, a great episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, yeah, have a good one. Have a good one. Goodbye. All right, and that was our episode with Bob. Dude, that was a fun episode. Yeah, that was a, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, Bob is a, a really funny comedian. Uh, if you get a chance to go watch him at any of those upcoming shows, please do so. Um, he's he's a great person to, to see on stage, great person to talk to off stage. Um, obviously, he's into comedy just as much as us, so... Uh, it was really good. Good opportunity. Good chance to to talk with Bob and a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, pay attention to our socials. I'll share everything that he does. Go see him. He's a phenomenal comedian. So, um, yeah, go check him out. Uh, pay attention. Like I said, pay attention to our socials. I'll I'll share as much as I can about him and the shows that are going on up there. So, pay yep. attention to that stuff. And Bob, if if you if you have any more, please send it to us. Send it to Vandy so he can post that on all our social medias. Um, I know we didn't say that to you while you were here, but if you're listening, send us all your your stuff moving forward. Yeah, that goes with all the other comedians up there. I will uh, share some of them, everything, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, check us out. We're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter snapchat at the stupidest pod um we have a reddit now yep um, what else am i missing tiktok um if you have questions you guys can reach out to us on our socials or you can shoot us an email at the stupidest podcast at gmail.com but you can always 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 check us out at www.thestupidestpodcast.com. Nice. And then don't forget, uh, we have the Patreon now. That's $5 a month. You're going to get all the regular episodes that we do now. But if we once we start doing ad reads and all that, uh, you will not have ad reads on there. It'll be just straight episode, no commercials, nothing. And then you'll also be getting extra content with extra episodes. And also the deep dive is the only place you're going to get the deep dive is going to be on our Patreon. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I think that's good. Um, I mean, I have a few shows coming up. I will just add that we always do um, our open mics up in this area on Tuesdays, again, at the Caddy Shack at 8 o'clock. We do on Wednesdays at Superior Tavern in Superior, Wisconsin, and we do, and that's at 7 p.m. And then we also do Dublin's at 8 o'clock in Duluth on Thursday nights. Um, you can always catch us there. Um, otherwise, I do have a couple shows coming up. Um, I know this is going to actually be before those shows, so I'm going to say um, we are going to be doing an ep- uh, a show at the Caddy Shack this coming Saturday, uh, April 29th. Uh, if you guys want to come check us out there, um, we're going to be doing one line wipeout is what we're calling it. Um, so you can come watch us there again. All these comedians are going to be guessing my jokes. They're going to try to guess my punchline, uh, or come up with better material. So hopefully I get funnier, uh, after this show. 
because I'll have better punchlines. Um, <laughs> um, we are using the jokes that I do not think are quite ready for the stage. So just a warning, um, the funny stuff is going to come from the other comedians uh, for most of these jokes. So <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah, go check out the shows. Um, like I said before, go pay attention to our socials. I'll have everything up on there. Go check out the show. I mean, these guys are phenomenal comedians, and you're not going to see a better show for the price. So go yep. check them out. Yep, and I do have a show coming up. Um, I, I don't want to I, – I think it's been posted, so I think I'm just going to say the details anyways. Um, I'll be doing a show in International Falls on May 12th. So if you want to check us out, uh, there's going to be a lot of lot of fun comedians on that that one. Um, March 12th up in International Falls. Um, come check us out there too. Nice. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Have a good one. Have a good one.